Hello and welcome to the All About Valley podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Kale Financial and Strathclyde House Buyers. Kale Financial are proud supporters of local communities and specialise in helping you protect what matters most for your family, your lifestyle and even your income. They have it covered. Kale Financial are now offering free wills regardless of whether or not you need any other service. Go check them out on the website www.kale-financial.co.uk or check them out on Facebook, Twitter or even Instagram. Strathclyde House Buyers are a local property solutions company who specialise in helping people sell their property quickly with no fees. If you or anyone you know are looking for a fast, stress-free sale, check them out on the website www.strathclydehousebuyers.com on Facebook or on Instagram. No, so we're on now. I don't know. I don't know if I should stay the same way or start being professional now. I think you but should be. Pro- oh, no, I stay the same. Way. Yeah, depending on your professionalism, it's okay. That's the thing. I'm sure we'll get there when I start saying silly <laughs> things you know, when you edit out and all that. But it's weird to be episode fifty now, thinking back to episode one where I was coming to your gym and we didn't have much. It was all kind of very hastily put together, and a lot of it was down to two of you helped me out with it. So. There were some boxes, there was, I think, yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> I think we were sitting on pile boxes, cold chairs, it was during lockdown as well, so like the gym was deed, there was nothing in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Would you have and thought? we're not waiting your brother rocking in as well. <laughs> like, I've got nothing to film, you're like, oh dear. Oh, mate, we had no idea what we were doing, not even, like, see, looking back at it, you think, going into it, you're like, we have a good idea what we're going to do here, but see now that we've had all these episodes and you, you, yeah. you start learning more things, and... Because it's interesting, you actually said something about personal trainers, which I thought was good. We were like, you were saying how you can get, you can, you can get, you can learn and do those like weekend courses, but it doesn't make you like a good PT. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's the same thing as driving. Like you pass yeah. your driving test, that was a comparison you used. Yeah, yeah. it's can, like ten and two, and then as soon as you pass, it's like, yeah, yeah. Do you so know like, what I mean? I like see even see even when we when we done it, um, I was just relying on the two of you being like good at talking because I, I was so nervous about it you know what I, I mean I'm not going to lie I, th- I was winging it were you winging it I was winging it I was, I was completely it. winging it I mean, yeah. I, I, mean I, I mean don't get me wrong I, I researched stuff but see when we started it it was just pure everything I totally forgot everything and it's strange because I used to be so nervous talking into a microphone Aye. so it'd be reasonably comfortable I mean obviously you get a wee bit nervous but it's more excitement than dread now so yeah. that's good yeah, the more you, the more you do something yeah. Yeah, yeah, you just get that. exactly so would you have, did you think when we were doing that that we'd be sitting here now 50 episodes in and I, and I, I wouldn't have thought we'd have been sitting here so soon 50 episodes yeah, in yeah you've you've had a fast turnaround I mean? like yeah, yeah. yeah being on it did yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought it'd been as um, it's graft yeah. yeah 50 episodes and how long is this is this a year yeah just about yeah yeah just about a year yeah, yeah. <sighs> that's good going it's mate. been a fast year it has been a really fast year and I was thinking about earlier like the fact that when we done that first one it was during the height of COVID, mm-hmm. and this is us just now coming out of that. Yeah, I and mean, we were talking about it as if it was going to end soon at that point. Yeah, we'd l- literally thinking it was going to be what six weeks, yeah, six eight weeks or something. Yeah, it's absolutely mad, and there's so much I want to get into. But first, I, I watched Stephen Brown's podcast with you. Uh-huh. We done like four years ago. Try and actually do some prep and be professional. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things that you said is you've not seen uh, plane trains and automobiles. Which I was shocked by. What's it all about, man? Just add it to a list of good movies like you've not seen Valbo. I still think I haven't seen it. Planes, trains, or not. Oh, movies. man, you need to get that. Watch John Candy's a legend, man. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't watched that. Can you believe it? I'll buy it, dude. I'll buy it. Uh, I'll go on the Amazon. See the next thing we do. I see the seeing episode hundred. You better have watched that movie. Oh, <laughs> you searching for it. <laughs> that was that was like, I was telling you to watch that movie. I know, I know. Right, okay. I'll put my hands up. I'll watch it. Right. So I was looking into it, and I, I found a lot of interesting things from that discussion you had with Stephen because Stephen actually had a big part to play in me doing the podcast. He. Um, we had a meeting where he ran me through like Anchor and all these things yeah, and just yeah. how it all works and it was very he didn't need to do that and uh, I should really talk to him more because he's, he helped me a lot he's a, he's a brilliant guy and um, yeah. what was good about it is it was a very intellectual discussion so mm. this one would be very different to that <laughs> okay <laughs> but you know so uh, w- one of the things that I thought was really interesting you were talking about was group exercise because you were saying that you made the point that you've realised you can get better results quicker through doing group exercise. And But when you're doing a PT course, a lot of what they talk about is that one-on-ones are the sort of... You, you can only get results if you do one-on-one personal training, and that's the sort of standard way of looking at it. But when you came out of, out of that, the Scottish accent coming in there too much, um, when you came out of that, you started realising that the better way of getting results was to do group exercise it was a mind it was a mind shift for me because i was like right well when you when you first do your course you're excited and you you think like you're going to fill your entire day with one-to-ones but i think i said it on on that one was like i could give like if tommy was a client i could give him the program and then the exact same program that i would do with the group but you would always find the social dynamic of the group would push they would just push each other a little bit harder Mm -hmm. they would be high-fiving each other you would probably end up working that little bit harder in the group setting than you would. You would still work hard in the PT session, but it was just always we found, I think, from the days of fight camp, that the group, yeah, it was a, it was a better environment. Yeah, it's, it's almost like a team environment. Yeah, I mean, even to put it in context, we just worked out just before coming here. We did a session, and there was how many? Five of us. Five of us. Five of us, and hundred percent. If it was only two of us, we'd have probably worked as hard as the next person. But see, when you get five people around you raising yeah. the bar. That's mm-hmm. five times, not the pressure, but it's five times the, how would you say it? We're competitive. We're competitive, yeah. We're all competitive with each other, right? Our and everyone knows. Aye, man, aye. Like, everyone's raising the game against yeah. each person, right? So, say we go into a workout, right? Me and John go into a workout. Now, today's workout, right, was there was lots of push-ups, and I'm going, there was no way I'm beating him, is there? If it's hundreds of push-ups, I'm, I'm losing. But now you add in another three people. Yeah. who maybe I'm better than two of them at push-ups, but I'm not as good as him. So now automatically I'm going, do you know what? He might beat me, but I'm sure as hell going to stay ahead of the two. <laughs> and all of a sudden it just sets the game. So now I'm working as hard as I can, hmm. not just because he's going to beat me anyway, but I'm trying to beat two other people. Yeah. Not that this is a thing, right? Not that like beating people is, is like the most important thing when you work out, but in terms of internally, it makes you push because you say to yourself, right, okay, well, John's better at me in this exercise. I'm going to do my damnedest to try and keep up with him. Mm-hmm. I can't keep up with him because he's better than me. But there's other people in the group that I'm going to try and maybe stay ahead of them because that's me challenging myself just to be a wee bit better than those people. And it's using the group dynamics to get the best out of me. Yeah. It doesn't really matter if I beat them or not. It doesn't matter. Like you still all high five at the end, but yeah. it's me internally going, do you know what? I'm going to try and hold myself to a standard here. Can't beat him at this, but let's see how we do against these guys. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Like that kind of idea with group mentality. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah, might not sure. even be something. It might not be that I'm trying to beat someone. It might just be I'm trying to keep up with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, again, using this case scenario, like, 
I'm not keeping up with him in a push-up workout. It's not happening. Do you know what I mean? So for me, I might have fell off and I might have just been like, I'll just work at my own pace and I'll stay comfortable. But if there's someone else in the group that maybe you're like, do you know what? I'm going to try and keep pace with that guy because me and him are quite similar. Yeah, then yeah. I raise my bar again. And that's the thing that we found over the time that group exercise definitely brings people out mm. to a new level. More than just one-on-one or two-on-two or whatever. When you have a group, the whole pool of people lifts the energy. You know what I mean? And everyone pulls from everyone. I think COVID was a perfect example for that, like from, from twofold, from our point uh, of view. I, I kind of need someone to, yeah. to play off to play off of, not not to compete. Like we would try and... FaceTiming each other. Yeah, we were FaceTiming each other in each other's garden when, right. when COVID first hit and everyone yeah. was like, right, I don't know enough about this virus. Mm. We're staying in. So I was training, he was training and it was like, right, you done your set? Okay, I'll do my set. And it was, I mean, it wasn't, but even... This is before we came in to do the podcast. Actually, yeah. see, before we were coming right. back in, to actually filmed the online stuff in the gym yeah. Yeah. when you still technically weren't allowed, like, do you know what I mean? Like, and before we yeah. knew, mm-hmm. actually, we were allowed in to go to our work to film online content. Yeah. We didn't know that. So we were working out and I was on my driveway. John was in his driveway. Neighbours were looking in like, what the hell is that? <laughs> I had only moved in a few months as well. People <laughs> thought I was a right beard though. <laughs> but we were FaceTiming each other because we missed the camaraderie between a wee bit of banter between sets or yeah. what, what what round are you on all right cool i'm on four so i'm lapped you twice big man <laughs> it's always a spot yeah, yeah. <laughs> but something yeah. like that do you know what i mean you just you, you really like covid really brought that to the forefront of people missing people yeah oh definitely i mean the fight camps were kind of what made everyday athletes sort of kick off they're not just sort of in terms of getting the attention that you've got and yeah. building the sort of uh, community they have now yeah that I mean that's where we cut our teeth with we work and we group exercise and we kind of yeah. brought everything together and we're like right let's steal from the the, the six-week training methodology of training for fights let's work of all the experience we had as personal trainers and working with clients and running group fitness sessions like boxer size or flipping um spin classes Foxy and, boxing. yeah stuff like that and we put it all together do you know what I mean and created yeah. this brand called fight camp and that, that was where we cut our teeth before obviously every day athlete was born well, so when obviously that kind of developed and having the gym right now, and that was, I think it's it's interesting because it's very different to what you would see in most commercial gyms, because you don't get you don't get that same sort of environment where you go in and there's a class where you're like if you half ass it, everyone knows. Do you know what I mean? So right, the coaches. Yeah, <laughs> effort everything, man. Effort everything. Yeah. It's not it's not about the the kind of like the performance per mm-hmm. se. It's, it's effort. Yeah. Like there is a the. It's the group exercise thing. It's just what we're talking about. Everyone's trying hard, yeah. right? Everyone else is going to try hard. If you come in and, and you're half-assing it, like, you know, do you know what I mean? When you're in a class and there's someone there that's not really involved mentally, like, it, it's a case of, you are right, Everything cool? You cool? Mm-hmm. And if they're cool, it's like, okay, well, giddy up. Let's work, man. You're here, you're here to throw down. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's fitness time. Yeah. I mean, as soon as somebody says, if you say, like, I'm expecting you to get four rounds in this, I'm like, I want to get five now. Yeah. You said four. So it's, it definitely works. Well, but do you think you've have you seen like a, a now the gyms are opening back up now and you well everything's kind of hopefully we're sort of mm-hmm. on the mend for everything yeah. you know fingers crossed touch, but, touch wood um, in terms of the actual impact have you seen the impact of not being able to do those classes on the people that come in now like in terms of how they're actually getting back into it like not being able to do those not being able to have that same sort of community and coming in to because I know for me um, I was doing a lot of workouts from home mm-hmm. and it was going well at first. <laughs> I think you it know? was I think it was the same. Like every single person I would say for the yeah. first month when COVID hit, 
everyone was like, this is actually a novelty. I get to, I get to do this at home. I get, I'm off my work or like I'm doing this. This is fun. And our Zooms, the first month we were like doing Zooms, I was from my garage. He was in his living room and uh, we were doing the workouts with him. And then after I'd say about a month, you just notice that, that teeter away because people are, they're sleeping at home. They're now, the their home's turned into their workplace. And then you're asking them to train at home. There was no like disparity between yeah. the, mm -hmm. the home life. Right. So like you, you basically had to do everything in your home. So at yeah. first I would say there was a big up, yeah. up uptick because we gave out like all the, all, mm -hmm. like all our equipment. You saw it, the gym was bare. But slowly, especially like from lockdown one to lockdown two, yeah. there just wasn't the same intent intensity yeah. from from people. Yeah. And that, yeah. like we were feeling it as well. Mm -hmm. it the first rotation of it, I was worried. Like, see, business wise, like yeah. um, take, taking away from like um, actually like as a community, business wise, I was concerned. Looking at the future, I was thinking, is this the end of um, gym based fitness? Yeah. You know, is it going to be now something that people are going to do in their homes? Is this going to change the way we run our business? Regardless of the fact that I missed being in the gym and seeing everyone, I was like, business-wise, is this going to change like our lives yeah. moving forwards? No, <laughs> it's actually been the exact flip. Mm -hmm. There's been such a massive like whew, like backswing of this. It's, it's been incredible. Like, I think, like John was saying at the very start, pure novelty fact that everyone had dumbbells. Mm -hmm. Dumbbells are going online for like the price of gold. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like everyone yeah. was into working out like rowing machines. You can get a rowing machine for love and money. No concept sold out for the first time in God knows how long. And people had gyms in their house and they were, they were, it's like John was saying, they were working at home and they were sleeping at home and they were eating at home and they were living at Everything was basically at home. Yeah. And then there was a burnout factor. Mm. All of a sudden, mm. nobody's working out at home. People who realise they're actually now living in their work as opposed to, do you know what I mean, working at home. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, when we reopened the gym, we seen such a positive um, reaction when people started coming back in the door. It was all just, well, smiley face, smiley eyes because everyone wears masks. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, you just knew that people were happy to see people. Kind of comes full circle back to the group training. Aye. It's like people, there's definitely a social need. Yeah. It's like people need to interact with other yeah. people. And I think that you you can't get that from Zoom. Nah. No, you can't. And I think there's an appreciation factor of the actual, what the gym's like when you yeah. go in. Because it's, it's part of your lifestyle almost. I feel like, Going out and being able to do that extra effort, yeah, it changes your whole you know routine. And when you lose that, it becomes really difficult to get any sort of momentum going in your life in general. So, so it was a very difficult sort of attempt to, to handle. But now, that, now that we're over it, it's good to see everything sort of bouncing back for you because yeah. it should be like that, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's been, been good, man. It's been really good the last, the last month, like coming out of that last lockdown, and now that things are easing to to basically like I mean, social distancing is now over all this kind of stuff even though we've kept some mitigations in the gym itself in terms of like the boxes and whatnot people are happy man people are yeah. coming in they're training like there's new people in the gym there's mm. friends of people in the gym that, that they've told their friend oh i've missed this so much they're like what's the fuss about it's just a gym they're like no no you need to come in man it's kept me going through lockdown and now people are bringing in their pals because mm. we were seen as a factor that really kept them going and kept their energies up during lockdown yeah. and, and you know that's pretty amazing man so talking about group exercise, something that was funny to me that I only recently sort of started realising what was going on. A couple of years ago, I remember, I, see, my problem is that when I go to the gym, I'm just kind of doing my own thing and I want to just get the work in and, and then I don't really notice much of what's going on because that's just the way I am. But in terms of, there was just uh, there was a couple of times where I would see like a big group of people and I was like, who are these people? And I would go, they were talking to me. And they were all like American, and I was like, 
Who are these people? <laughs> what, what is going on here? Like, like am I missing something? Um, so obviously that's the my peak challenge. And yeah. the thing that I was really interested, in, I was kind of diving into that a bit because I'm I'm shocked that we never spoke about this last time. It just shows you how poor I was at this job. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like we never. It's like it was like you know you've got um, eighty three different countries and fourteen thousand members, and it was it was like. This is actually a really global thing. And I can tell you that from the fact that the amount of messages I got from the Peakers last night was unbelievable. <laughs> like, it was like, like, it was just such a crazy, you know, passionate community mm. of fitness. It's such, um, a, it's such a big community. Like, it literally is global all, all over the world. And it, like, the way you kind of describe it, it's, it's a global community, like, dedicated to helping themselves and helping others. So when you sign up to the the peak challenge, you get a, a year's worth of like workout programming. You get nutrition. You get yoga. You this year we've added mindfulness to it, and then at the same time you're helping raise money for our chosen charities. Five million. Uh, yeah, over five million. Just five million. Over five million man. delivered yeah. between between the charities. So it's Crazy, like it? yeah, yeah, it's, it's been. Just, yeah. It's like reading about it. I was like, I can't believe. I didn't know about this, <laughs> but also, you know, you kind of see it though in the background. Like a lot yeah. of people in the gym see it in the background. They don't quite understand the scope of it either. Mm -hmm. Like people will see people come and go, and they'll be wearing Peaker t-shirts, and they'll be hearing the accents and stuff. But I don't think they realise the actual scale. And looking back over the years, like how much money it's actually raised for charity, and how much it's actually done for charity. Like it just it, it kind of goes on and and not in the background in in EDA. But it's very much there. Do you know what I mean? It's, mm. it's a real part of it, and it's not until you actually have a look, you're like, "Oh my god, this is a, this is really quite mm -hmm. a big thing," you know. And you, you open it up, and again with the charity and the balls and the exercises and, and even the hikes and everything that they do, it's, it's, it's there's, there's definitely some depth there, isn't there? Yeah, like I mean, it, we've not had a, a physical one in two years, but the last the last gala because there's a gala each year, mm -hmm. and uh, people literally travel from all over the world. It's like a two-day event. There's a fitness side, so we'll deliver the fitness side. And then last year, there was a walk through... Uh, uh, what's the, the hill in Edinburgh? Is it... Arthur Seat. Yeah, so we, we literally... Shame on you. I know. Like, Big Sam, he's got, like, the gavel. He's yeah. marching. There's a pipe band. And then there's, like, 1,500 peakers behind him man. like walking up it's or, like or yeah. yeah it was yeah it was it was brilliant to watch yeah it's yeah. like a fat or something so i'm just yeah. yeah we literally took over edinburgh i think it's 1500 people but not mostly not from the uk did yeah 1500 yeah. people from spain portugal brazil america japan, japan. i mean literally from around the world yeah and there's only 1500 because that's how many tickets were sold it's, it's nuts yeah so how did everyday athlete actually get involved in this because i know sam runs it and and so like it was it was right at the start i mean we're talking between 2014 and 2015 sam just comes to us and basically says he wants to raise money for a charity that was close to him and i was like cool um what do you want to do and he was like well i kind of do it towards fitness so i mean it literally started with a couple of challenges uh he tweeted the i think it was the just given links to the to the charity and then i think it was four challenges that we filmed like Paddy was behind the camera. It was very, very low key, but we raised a, a, a lot of money. And at, at this time, it was like, right, oh, wow, okay. And it wasn't, we, we were very new. We didn't know what we were doing. And it wasn't until we hooked up with um, a guy, Alex Naruzu, who was running a, a CrossFit magazine at the time. And they wanted Sam on the cover. 
and they came over and it was around the time we were... Uh, I was living in China. Was you you were living in China. Back to open up the gym. It was around the time that I, I literally phoned Tommy and was like, Tommy, do you trust me? And he's like, no, I don't trust you. And I was like, okay, but I think I found the gym. And he's like, cool. I'll be back I, next week. <laughs> cool, I, I still don't trust you. Um, but I took him up. Like there was nothing in the gym. It was just a, a unit, but there was a nice brick wall. And I, I took Alex to a couple of places and then he kind of fell in love with the with the wall. Uh, he did all the photos that he needed to, to put Sam on the cover. And then at the time we, we were just literally like us talking about, hey, we did this. And Alex was like, right, okay, okay. And he could see that we were green and that we needed guidance. And then, yeah, he kind of said, well, do you know what? Like, um, I'll help you guys out. And ever since then, he's allowed it to grow into what it is today. Like, we, we needed a little bit of guidance, and he, he provided that. And now it's gone from, I'd say, maybe 500 to 1,000 people or wh however many people, like, um, did the challenges and, and donated to what it is today. Like, there's over 15,000 in the group. I think the reach like on the My Peak Challenge Instagram is like a hundred and forty odd thousand. So no matter what, whether it's the free exercise content that's getting delivered or whether it's the, the content that actually helps raise the money, like the reach is just it's humongous. It's all over all over the world. So it's it's good. Well, I got a few followers last night, right? And one of them was uh, you know, it was a disability part of the peak challenge and something that was quite eye catching to me about it was you're doing this sort of global fitness plan for everybody yeah how do you keep it so you try to keep it generalized obviously so that it can fit all these different areas but then you need to adapt it and things so how can you how do you do that in such a worldwide scale so very difficult so basically there's no there's there's no one there's no one person that you're tailoring it to so like if you look at our when you sign up to the My Peak Challenge, there's like the, the workout as prescribed and it's kind of the same way that we run a class. There's a workout as prescribed and every single one of those exercises has maybe eight to 10 alternatives. And they could be scales, they could be adaptations, they could be progressions if you've been on the program for a long time. And it's literally, it's like you take the burpee, for example. I think we've got now 15 different exercises that could be done if the burpee isn't possible for you. And it's just, it literally is that. We've, we've taken all the exercises that we can think of, all the exercises that we would put in the program, and then it is a template for you to, to, to make your own. So although you get each month, you get the program as written, it's ultimately, it's about you and your abil ability to perform either as prescribed or you get to change it and make it like specific to you. You've got the program, you've got all the complete alternatives if you need the alternatives, and it's literally, it's like drag and drop. So it's still the same program, it's just you might be changing. If you've got a bum ankle, then you you would ju you just change for the ones that are going to allow you to perform a similar stimulus. And I think that's what that's what makes it so accessible. Yeah, but that, I mean, that is the, the, exactly the way to do it, especially for somebody like myself. I'm like, this is brilliant. Like, yeah. it's, it's something that you don't really see a lot of people actually putting that time and effort in, but see when I was listening to your previous interviews and stuff, what you were saying, the you'd you done a course with the uh, Jim Jones. Yeah. And yeah. what was interesting about that was you were talking about the actual need for, you know, they defined, they defined fitness by your ability level, but it's also, you know, there was like a quote, said something, something similar to the line of, 
fitness is what you're capable of, but it's also adapted for you as an individual. So yeah. it depends on what your actual goals are, what your like your actual ability. And that when I was reading that, I was thinking that's kind of the definition of what this podcast is about, in the sense of actually being able to do like you can you know what you're capable of, but you're also able to adapt it for whatever works for you best. So see in terms of when you were actually doing that, what I found really interesting about it was the whole idea of that that what you just said there seemed to come from when you were doing when you were doing this course and how their whole idea of actually adapting it and things like that. So when they were talking about it, what was what kinda of caught my attention was the fact that, you know, you were saying how he was essentially you know, he talked about how mind what is the thing that he says? I'm, I'm forgetting it now. Mind is primary. Mind is primary. Yeah. And how that, you know, that part for you, because what was good about it was you're obviously, Tommy, you were the you were the UK welterweight Muay Thai champion, which is... Long, long time ago. <laughs> I know, I just thought, I kind of have in the podcast and not mention that, you know what I mean? <laughs> obviously, you need, to give, you need to give that, but like, a lot of the Muay Thai thing is based around mindset and mm. putting that first and then you obviously you, you're the only one out of the group that don't, doesn't do Muay Thai so you felt as if you were lacking in that sort of completed it <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah, yeah so no. what what's 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 cool about that to me is this whole idea of what he was preaching yeah. seems to be something that you've taken on and then being able to adapt for the My Peak Challenge which is yeah there's, there was definitely an, an ethos element about that and I think, like from even your challenge that you did, um, was that April? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in April, there is always an element of your body can do a little bit more, and it it comes down to that. That it's like Tommy when he has fight fighters before. There's there's a big mental element as well as the physical ele element, and it's not until you are actually challenged in a certain way that you, that, that can bring that out. Now that can be a hard workout. That can be a physical ability mm. like like th there is always something like the, the little light in in there where you can be in the middle of something and you, you kind of doubt yourself and then that little voice or like you you, you get like a an air five from someone or a high five actually pushes you a little that that little bit more it's definitely we kind of describe it as there's always a little bit more in the tank and yeah that, i mean that, that was well i'll tell you what the april thing definitely Definitely showed me that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, what did you? What did you? I remember we spoke about it on the phone when I when I came up with the idea that I was going to do this. Yeah. And you know, like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that seems like a lot. <laughs> it wasn't really until yeah. seeing the seeing like you guys were quite like you guys were like, I'm not so sure this is a good idea. That was when I started to realize what am I actually doing yeah. here? Like, what, Mine was like, are you fully aware of how much volume this is going to be? Yeah. And once mm -hmm. you accept that, are you fully aware of like every single day you're going to have to do it? And when you accept this challenge and when you start it, it will be over at some point. And see until it's over, it's going to suck and it's going to be hard and you're just going to have to put yourself in that, like that mind frame where, well, this is what I'm doing today and I'm getting up and it's whether it's going to be a one four hour sitting or whether it's going to be splitting it up into an hour on, hour off, hour on, hour off, hour on, hour off. The volume is incredible, man. Like when you told me what you were going to do, I was like, dude, are you, are you sure you want to commit to this? Mm -hmm. Because see if you commit to it, man, you're going to have to do it because you're going to be so pissed at yourself if you don't. Mm -hmm. So it's like, make sure you've thought this challenge through enough 
that you're not just thinking about doing it and talking about doing it. When you take on this challenge, it's like you need to put yourself in a mental position where it's, it is what you're doing. Mm. Simple as that. And see every day when you come into the gym, yeah, it's going to be hard. But that's just what it is and you're just going to be doing because at one point, I remember saying this to you and I said, Kieran, at one point it will be over and you're going to be on your last day and you're going to be in here or it's going to be the day after and we're going to be in here having a laugh about it. But up until that day comes, bro, you're going to have to suffer through this and it will pass like yeah. anything does. And the hard days, you'll be back in your bed before you know it, but you're also going to be back up the next day to do it again. Yeah. And it was like, I try to convey that to you at the start. I was like, uh -huh. look, are you really, are you there? But did you sucked it up like a champ, man? Yeah. <laughs> you were like, yeah, do you know what? I'm going to do it. And there was days, right? There was days, man, where you were just like, Definitely. I can't do this again, man. Like I could see it in your, oh. but you, man, you just champed it up. And there was, it I mean, that, what you actually said though was really important at the time because I was, I was stuck in this mindset of, the problem was I was doing 20K mm -hmm. in my house for like quite a while and posting about it on Instagram and feeling really good in terms yeah. of my cardio and like, so in my head, I'd be managing to do two workouts a day. This is when the gyms were like shut. So, mm -hmm. so in two workouts a day, doing 10k each time and thinking, you know, when, when me and Paul, we had a conversation about wanting to raise money for a charity and what I could do. And I was like, I want to do something that's going to like shock people and have mm -hmm. them go, this guy is in a wheelchair, but he can do this. And yeah. He can do anything yeah. because so many times. Do you remember Christina coming in? Remember? Uh, and she was like whinging and moaning about me making her doing a, a, a thousand meters. Sorry, Christina, I've named and shamed you on this. But <laughs> remember, and she was like, I've got absolutely no right to sit here and moan. Kieran's over there doing like flowing how many thousands? Four times. Do you know what I mean? I mean how like she but she found that majorly inspirational. Remember? Yeah. I mean, she was like, Do you know what? I can't complain. I just need to suck it up. I'm only in here for an hour. Well, exactly. I mean that yeah. one of the coolest things about it was I think throughout my life and through anyone in the child's life. Insp being called an inspirational is such a mm -hmm. it's it's never really you never feel like people are saying it to you genuinely mm -hmm. it's just kind of a oh look this guy's so what was it 30 31 days so it was 30 days where you had to do a thousand kilometers overall so mm -hmm. essentially what that broke down to for me was 40k a day in order to get a rest day on a sunday yeah. so, so when 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 did you feel like uh oh well there was definitely like i remember being in like day one, I remember doing 20k, because the thing is as well, what I didn't really realise and what, what people don't know about this is that on the first day, my plan initially was to do do my usual 20k on my handbike and do the other 20k on, on the ski and the roll, so everything would be kind of broke up. But on the first day, I remember this, my man. handbike broke. Yeah, I remember this, yeah. dude. And I remember being like, uh oh! <laughs> game changer, <laughs> and the, the game has changed. <laughs> is the ski available? <laughs> it was just, you know, that that was when it that was when it became apparent to me that once I done twenty, k I done twenty k on the the, the ski and the roll, mm -hmm. and I remember being like, that was really really difficult, and I'm going to do forty k every day, especially yeah. when the machines are slightly different, aren't they? Well, exactly. Like like handbike, ski, roll, right, mm -hmm. and they'll all. They'll all accumulate meters slightly different yeah. as well. Yeah, it was definitely. I mean, the the, the roll almost I, like there was something that was done to my back that was just Aye. terrible. My whole like my lack of mobility it made it so difficult to do that over, for a long period of time. And you know, when, when I was doing it, there was definitely points when I was like, I don't know how I'm going to be able to finish this. <laughs> right, but it was it was a there was a day where I, so 
the reason why I'm saying about the, the doing the 20k and, and thinking that I could just sort of do what I was doing and then double it, you know that way. And mm-hmm. I I went into it thinking I could do it and still live like my normal life, basically. Um, which <laughs> <laughs> and then you realise this is going to take eight hours a day. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is going to take all of my day every day Aye. for the like. It's basically, days. you're living this until it's over. Uh huh. And I, so I think the thing about it is, it's like no matter like whether it's that challenge or something else or a challenge or a hard workout, everyone has a game plan. And then when they start, that game plan changes. Oh, right? And it's good. It's like okay, right? You quoted Mike Tyson. Was it, what was it? You quote Mike Tyson? Everyone has a plan until, until they, they get, get punched in the face. Oh, and then, then, then the game plan changes. <laughs> I'm about to get punched in the face, so don't talk about that. Oh, um, yeah? Let's talk about that. I'm, telling, <laughs> I'm, do, well, I'm doing that, that, that charity boxing match for Denzel. Uh-huh. Wait, is that, what is the deal with that? <laughs> well, the, the deal with it basically is, I've got a big mouth, and the, uh, but anyway, no, see when I suggested this, I didn't think it was actually going to happen, and now it looks like it's going to happen. Were you smack talking and then someone said, right, okay, let's do this? Well, basically what happened was that Steve O'Timothy is a guy that came on my podcast uh-huh. uh, and he, we had a great conversation, loved the guy. And then he was talking about doing a charity event. He was uh-huh. talking for the Irish Wheelchair Association. Okay. And then, but it started picking up a lot of media coverage and it was doing really well. Like Al Foran's involved with the Impressionist. And then Conor, like there was a big thing about Conor McGregor doing something in it and getting involved in it. And I was like, I want to get involved in this one. <laughs> Right, so, so like, my first thought was Enzo had also came on the podcast, and since then we've, you know, sometimes you you have something on the podcast and you don't hear from them, that's it. But with Enzo, we started talking more often, uh-huh. and basically, I had an idea of him. I was like, this is going, this seems to be getting, going well. They're doing it for a good cause, and it would be a lot, like, it would be interesting to be involved. Would you want to have a boxing match with me? <laughs> And he was like, yeah, totally, that would be amazing. Um, so when he said yes to that, I kind of thought, like, you know that way, he said yes and Steve will say yes, and I thought, it would just peter it, but probably it's not actually, Aye. I'm not actually going to do this. <laughs> and then... Um, oh, no. The oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the more it went on, the more it was like, actually, it seems like this is, because uh, there was a day where Steve will message me being like, that's it booked now. And I was like, what's booked? <laughs> so so, so <coughs> that's happening on the 11th of September. Um, Mate, that's not long. I know it's not long at all. Um, I've not seen you in the gym. No, Bill. <laughs> yeah, that's so, not long, mate. <laughs> well, was, I mean, it was, <laughs> it's, not, no, it's definitely not long enough. It's definitely not long enough. Um, but the thing about it is that I... How's your game plan? I had it, well, my game plan actually was that I was going to do a lot of like kind of sparring and stuff with, with Spencer and stuff uh-huh. and evolved. but I actually over the past couple of months have kind of had a, had a for lack of a bit of a putting it dip in my mental health I, I guess would be the best way of putting it because once I finish the challenge a lot of things I don't like talking to myself too much on this because it's supposed to be you guys but um, a lot of things came up for me in terms of it was really tough physically but a lot of it was just me grafting uh, and then there was a lot of negativity in my head about am I going to be able to finish this or, and then old thoughts come back up and you, so basically I came out of it with a lot of things to deal with yeah. and not entirely sure to get a bit of a dark place <laughs> yeah yeah it. but it wasn't it, I didn't think that was going to happen do you know yeah. what I, mean? I didn't think that was the way it was going to go but it, 
But it did, but I think the thing that was keeping me afloat was that when you do 40k a day, mm. that fitness level, could you start, you, you actually, actually started to get, you know, it was always tough, but I started to get, a, definitely a second wind where everything became slightly easier and I was like, I can yeah. do a 10k in 45 minutes. Mm. So that's pretty decent. Yeah. When at the start it was taking me like an hour and a half, and you're starting to see the thing. So there's a lot to be said about purpose as well, though. Did see uh-huh. you were saying to yourself like that's what you were doing every single day, and you had the purpose of going to that gym, mm-hmm. getting your forty k, going to bed, getting yourself back in. See when you take that away, it's like what you were saying there. Like I can refer to that or, or relate to that in terms of see fighting fighters. See at the end of a fight camp once they've had their fight, like, how many boxers have you heard of that go off the rails, dude? Because their purpose goes. So they, they train their ass off. They take themselves to dark places during training camps. They have these battles internally with what they can and can't do. They get themselves through the fight. They win or they lose, right? Because that's what happens in boxing and professional fighting. You win or you lose. Sometimes it's a draw, but more or less it's win or lose. And then at the end of it, you're left having the purpose is gone. It's been completed. You're either high because you won or low because you've lost. Maybe you're even low after you win, but at that point, the purpose is gone, so it's trying to find another purpose, you know what I mean? And yeah. like I always say to my guys that I train now, I'm like, listen, like, don't identify yourself as you're a fighter, that's that's all you are, because you're more than that, right? Mm-hmm. Fighting is something you do for a set period of time, and the same as when you take on a challenge, it's something you do for a set period of time. It doesn't identify or define you as a person. Do you know what I mean? But it's mm-hmm. so hard not to get caught up in the weeds when you're so involved in it and you're thinking about it every day and it's taking you eight hours a day and then you're the 40k guy or you're the fighting guy or you're this guy and then all of a sudden it finishes and you're like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, I mean, that yeah. is exactly... I think you've, the best way you could put it is that way because it was like... Yeah. It was as if I had a... You know, your... your so all these thoughts are coming up and then, and then you're finished the challenge yeah. but... And you don't get me wrong, I felt like the fittest I've felt my whole life. Yeah, and but, on that last day, you run a high, aren't you? Yeah. Definitely, I mean, but the problem was I had so much energy mm-hmm. and and I was unsure how to put it because yeah. my body had to rest yeah. in terms of, like I knew I was so tempted to just jump back into the glasses and just... And we wouldn't like you, we were, we yeah. were worried about overuse injuries, mm. like with like elbows and wrists and that well, kind of thing. I, I was definitely on the cusp of it because yeah. the last day, even even to the last like, I thought you know like, the last like uh, hundred meters, yeah. I could feel I could feel my knees go like Paul Terry. Paul was sitting there next to me, and I, could I remember you yeah. see my knees buckling every five minutes, and I was like, I don't know if I'm good. like, I'd done so much of it, and I was so yeah. close to it, but I was like, I honestly don't know. If I'm, and one of the things that actually got me through it. Genuinely was um, the big there was a class on or something something was going on it was and, fr- it was a Friday night and yeah. there was like a big cheer for me basically yeah by last, all the, yeah other people and that really helped me through the last sort of like yeah you can't come this far and not finish this but I was really damaged in terms of my back was in bits mm-hmm. and my 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 knees were just like what have you been doing yeah. um so I had to rest but. I had all this energy and yeah. then I had all these negative thoughts as well that came in my head about um, just things that you think are behind you but they, then they start to come to the surface mm-hmm. and, and you're just sitting there sort of like well, I don't even know what to do now like, what, like, so I've tried, I tried to do loads of podcasts and stuff but things were always going to go in that direction for me for a bit I felt like and so which is bad when you get a boxing match in September <laughs> 
But for the past, you know, couple of months, I've just sort of been trying to find my depth. Well, I don't know if find my feet would be the right phrase for me, but finding <laughs> finding what wheels again, I guess. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then just recently, the past couple of weeks, I've just been. I, I know I've not been in the gym as much, but what I've been doing is kind of getting back into my home gym and just sort of. Well, we've seen the post. Spending yeah. like a couple of hours just grafting and going yeah. for it because I think one of the things that was I got to a point where I lost I don't know how you can go like I went from being the fittest I'd been ever to feeling like I'd lost a really good baseline of fitness mm-hmm. and just felt like I was really unfit again do you know yeah. what I mean so it was a it was a strange turnaround dude when you're when you're doing that kind of challenge right you're basically living like the athlete's lifestyle right now you train up to the peak the peak for you was the finishing touches of, of, of your challenge. Where you go for the peak? There's only one way you go, do you know what I mean? And yeah, and yeah like that's that's why athletes have time off. That's why athletes have um, de-training weeks where, we, you know, you take the intensity down and f- fighters have their fight and they go off the wagon and stuff like that. It's, ve- it's a very natural burnout. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was a burnout. You've clearly hit a burnout, did. I mean, and it's funny though, like I knew I could, like I had a mm. conversation with Shane um, who's also one of the coaches at Everyday Athlete Gym for anyone that doesn't know and I was like I want to get you as a PT mm-hmm. in the next few weeks because I'm going to fall Is that because you used to work for Celtic? Well of course but, <laughs> and I'm like, Tell me more about Neil Lennon like, what, happened? <laughs> what, what happened last season? Can you tell me Shane? I don't understand He's, he's signed a, he's a he nice? non-disclosure he nice? And he's like I can't, I can't say I'm like, Tell me um, cause, I need um, to know I'll keep a secret <laughs> But no, so I you kind of get sick of that. <laughs> but no, basically, I was saying to him, I feel like Shane is the equivalent of what what uh, Terence was like. Yeah, He's, they're very similar yeah, in, yeah. in coaching styles. I feel like, and so my idea was that I knew that I was going to fall, and everyone around me knew that as well. Mm. It was like it was like Paul, me and Paul were talking about. It, it was like you're going to need to find something here mm-hmm. to figure out, you know, where you're going to put this energy towards. And I was so, I was talking to Shane and saying, look, over the next few weeks, I'm going to try and, get, I want to try and get involve you and do something just because I know that I'm going to fall here. Mm-hmm. So I was very aware of, it, aware of it, but it didn't mean that I could stop it from happening. And right. it was just kind of a weird, and amongst that, there was a lot of things that went wrong, like see, even during the, like the month of April, in a general month where things are going okay, it would be hard enough, but there was a lot of things going on in my general routine that were not the way that I wanted to be in terms of people that I rely on and things weren't there. So I think you've nailed it on on the head there. Like when we were talking about like the social dynamics of a group, w- people need routine, and then like the, the, even if you take it outside the the realm of a fitness concept, like you look at someone who's worked forty years of their life. And retirement comes around you lose that routine you lose the fact that people needed you a certain place at a certain time and i've seen it with family members and and friends of family that like when they retire it's like, like I, I need purpose, i need that purpose yeah. i need that i need that routine mm-hmm. and i think like coming off the back of that challenge that was it like you knew you had to get up you need to get into the gym mm-hmm. you had something to do as soon as that's done it's like right where's my routine okay mm-hmm. i'm now sleeping instead of getting in and getting in the gym at what 7 a.m i'm now waking up at 10 all right that means i'm having my breakfast later on that's kind of not the workout i was going to do back till two gets to two o'clock actually something's come up uh 
yeah, I'll, I'll do that tomorrow. And that, that just has yeah. that negative effect. And it's like, all right, do you know what? I'll start tomorrow. There's a takeaway. There's the, there's yeah. a couple of bottles of midweek boot. Like the, the routine just, like, and for me, I, I need a routine. I feel like I'm, I'm at my healthiest when I'm at work because I know my schedule. I know like if I've got the morning classes, I know I'm going to eat at a certain time. I know I'm going to train at a certain time. And then I know I'm going to go home. So I've got that routine. But see, when it comes to Saturday, it's like, you know, that chocolate bag is getting opened. Like the routine's out the window and it's, is that? Just Saturday? It, just Saturday, yeah. No, the routine is... On, ca on camera, just Saturday. <laughs> oh, no, but you know, but routine plays such an yeah, important part sure. in whether it's fitness or yeah. it's everyday life. No, I, I definitely lost it. And what was interesting was I started to substitute it with things that were not, I knew about good for me that I thought I was finished with, like, I spoke on this podcast openly about how I don't drink, mm -hmm. and I started drinking again, which was it kind of came about in a really weird circumstance where I met this guy really randomly. Going, it was, and he was like, "Oh, I watch your podcast." And he was sitting out drinking, and he was like, "You have drunk me," and I was like, "Well, I just said they love a podcast." <laughs> so, yeah. so then it just wasn't something. I just thought I was like, you don't, you almost, you don't notice yourself falling, yeah, and you just you gradually. You gradually lose yourself more and more, and then yeah, one night turns into two, turns mm, into yeah, which is, which is something that I you know these are things that I was not planning for to mm. happen, but when you get to that point, one thing that I really realized is that getting back in, even just from the weekend to now, and going in and just doing like a couple hours in my gym and just mm -hmm. doing hundreds of push ups and doing some cardio and it's finding that routine, out, finding that you know, purpose yeah. again. Um, it's not because that was the thing is like. I felt like I got to a point of fitness where I was like, I need to get, I need to do some alone workouts mm -hmm. yeah. and just sort of smash it and try and see. Because even before this, I'd done two workouts before this and done about 13k on the bike um, because I was like, I wanted to be, this is what I want to be like. You know, I want to be outgoing and happy and, <laughs> and be able to, you know, you guys have obviously got a really good um, level of energy about you and, and a lot of what I like about you is the fact that you're, they are both very approachable and outgoing. So I don't want to come here and be like, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, it was, it's getting to a point where you realise, like, how did I get here and how did I start building myself back up? Mm. But Recognising what bits were bad for you. Yeah. How do you yeah. remove them for your lifestyle? And it's it's about, yeah. I think one of the biggest parts of it is actually recognising, like, these are, you know, you can learn for this and be better mm. for it and start pushing to be, you know, Take 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 the bad times and use it to be better than you were before, mm -hmm. and that's what. But that's what that's the young and younger life all the way through. It, mm. As you go through these things, and you need you need to be able to look at yourself, which I think is a very difficult thing for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean the the hardest thing is is like recognizing those things, yeah. and then going, okay, I'm going to change. Am I going to change today? Am I going to change tomorrow? what am I gonna like what am I gonna do yeah. and I think uh, like because we hadn't seen you for a couple of days and then I think a thing that, that that turned it was your brother started training again you know mm -hmm. and I think that was that was maybe the the wee G up that got you got, yeah. got you back into it and then uh, like he's smashing it as well now it's good I know, to see it's, he's it's great to have him back in because he, he loves you guys and he loves the gym and he's he's missed it a lot he just kind of was in California and then he yeah and then you meet a bird for the first time. It's all just <laughs> all gets a bit muddly for there. Oh, and they live happily love. ever after. Yeah, I love. I will. It's, 
Den kan jeg nok ikke. Det er hovedet der. Ja, det er ikke der. Det er der. Det er ikke 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 der. Det Because see when you're not doing the things and, and, and especially for me because if I'm not doing the gym, I'm not getting steps in. Do you know what I mean? And that's yeah. not I'm not even trying to say that in a funny way, but it's like when I'm not in the gym I'm not doing anything physical really. Yeah. You know, so if I if I don't go in there yeah. and graft like I'll feel it quickly. And I think that's when when you yeah. start losing that sort of baseline, you start mentally deteriorating a bit in your yeah, perception. That makes a lot of sense, mate. I've never thought about that before, you but know? yeah. So I think Yeah. I think, uh, I don't know if Steffi, uh, Tommy's partner, um, knows this, but Jen, like, my wife, knows if I haven't trained or I've had a, like, she, uh, she just knows mm. because I'm not, I guess I'm not, or, like, if my routine's been changed, maybe it's not that I'm bringing it home, it's just that yeah. there's something different. Yeah. Like, and I think when, when you do train or you, you do have a good routine and that I kind of thing. I, I need it, man, as well. Yeah. Like, see the, the energy that you expect. Like, I, I managed to get away on holiday yeah. with, with a change in the, the green list, blue list, whatever the lists are, but managed to get away and I brought my training stuff, That I was only away for a week and it wasn't for anything other than I need it as part of my life, dude. I need, it's not something I'm doing for going on holiday. It's something I do as part of my lifestyle. Mm. The same way I brush my teeth, the same way I have my breakfast, the same way you go to the toilet. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's part of your lifestyle. And see, when I remove it completely, I don't feel like I'm the same person. I, and it's not like I'm like, oh, I pure need it. Like it. Mm. But yes, it is a part of who I am as a person. I like to exercise. I like to work out. I like to get a sweat on. I like to have a shower after it and feel invigorated and woken up. And I feel like once I've done that for myself, I'm in a better position to do things for other people or a better pos- position to be around because I'm more mm. fun, I'm more relaxed. and He's less cranky. Yeah, yeah, well, basically, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you go three or four days, dude, without moving, without exercising, without, like, yeah. basically anything other than just walking about and kind of performing normal activities, I feel like I've got a lot of energy that's not getting released, man, and, and where does that go? Yeah. What do you do with that? You get snappy. Aye. And, you, Aye. and that's a real thing. Like- yeah, you get a wee bit down, a wee bit frumpy, like... Maybe you make a couple of bad choices with food. Yeah, oh, just for sure. or something, and then before you know it, it snowballs, right? For sure, and it can snowball faster than you think, mm-hmm. you know. And that's definitely something I've learned over the past couple of weeks. Is you can go from being okay, like good to okay to yeah. not so good to like really not okay, yeah. you know? and it happens quite rapidly. Like, yeah. And I think that people, you know, because especially for you guys in terms of this is essentially your lifestyle. You're mm-hmm. always in the gym. And something that I find really fascinating about it is the fact that, that it's definitely a part of why is so approachable is the fact that you're always, you're, it humbles you in a way, it humbles your ego when you're going in and you're able to craft like that and you're able to say, this is what our mindset is going to be now for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And so you're able to be nicer to people. That's, that is just how, and for me, I definitely noticed my whole thing, like my whole personality sort of change. And in terms of being like not as nice yeah. and not as able to be, you know, considerate to what people were saying to me. Yeah. And taking things more personally than they were, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's, it's all these types of things come into it. But in terms of the two of you, do you find that, so like when we talk about consistency, so when I'm being really consistent in the gym, I'm really enjoying it. It's 
great. It's always a great feeling, but you know that consistency. There's always it's hard to keep it going all the time, mm-hmm. and so when I'm slipping, um, what I tend to find is it's hard to kind of keep like stop yourself from slipping and keep it going on the right track. Yeah. Do you do the two of you notice yourself? Are you are you aware t- aware of times where you're seeing yourself sort of slip at the routine, and you can pull yourself back into it? I think yeah, we're quite good with each other, and it's not that like we're mean to each other, but. I guess we're both our own accountability partners. Mm-hmm. Like, see if I come in and I was like, oh, do you know what, T M? Yeah, I've, I've seen the workout. You know, it looks brutal. I think, yeah, you know what? I'll maybe, I'll, I'll maybe catch up with it tomorrow. First person that's going to pipe up is him. Is going, oh, what's happening? You, <laughs> is your hands working? Like, what, what's, what's going on? You know? And it's just like, yeah. we, we are you being a pansy or are you, or are you injured? It's basically the question. I'll be like, yeah. are you okay? Are you emotionally okay? Yeah. Are you physically broken? No, oh shut up. Exactly. <laughs> Do you know get your stuff on? Are you going to give it your all? No, that's Who cares? Not, that, that's not going to work. But we have a uh, good relationship. Yeah. That, that we know, like, right, like if if there's something wrong, I'll know. Uh, yeah. Do you know uh, what I mean? Yeah. Right, but if it's just that we're both like, oh, do you know what? We were on the early. Uh, want to just like, oh, it's, dude, that would have been so easy. Like, see, today I'm not going to lie, man. We, we were. Uh, I've done two early's in a row, and like I'm famously not for early mornings, right? I like this. This like. I need a lie in, I need a coffee to operate at my best and so you don't really see me in a lot of the mornings but I've done two in a row this week and um, I could have easily have just blown off the workout today bro like I could have easily just been like you know what no I'm not going to do the workout but you've got your accountability buddies around you people are starting to warm up people are starting to move and you know what you know like I know I've been in this game for a long long time I know I'm going to feel better after it mm-hmm. yeah. and I know I'm just going to start moving and I'll, 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 it might not be my best session ever but I'm going to get moving and I'm going to feel better after it. So you just kind of get through it. And I think having that accountability, like it helps. Yeah. And I think when you like, when you say it like that, it sounds yeah. like, oh my God, these guys are training every day. We're not training every day with the, the, no. the same intensity. Like there's workouts that we go, right. There's just, that's, yeah. that's not happening today. I'm going to scale it. I'm going to change something. Like yeah. I, I, I pulled back yesterday because I wasn't feeling great. Like I, I wasn't well for a couple of days over the weekend. So I was like, right, okay, I need to scale back a wee bit. And yeah. I took Monday off. I didn't train. Mm-hmm. like I mean I love working out and I love exercise doing Monday's usually my snatch day and I love snatching on a Monday it's just like thing I always do like it's my wee ever for me Sensible I head. yeah I didn't feel well and I was like no I'm not going to do it and it's how like I've definitely found that I have got a good balance now of understanding that I would definitely say I'm not addicted to exercise I love it and I do it as part of my lifestyle but I'm not addicted to it like on the Monday it would have been maybe in days past I would have been easy to go like do you know what I'm just going to do it I'm just going to suck it up and go do my snatch I'm going to jump in with the boys and the boys were all working out you know I I wanted to but I was like I'm not doing it like I'm not feeling great so therefore I'm not going to work out and then on the Tuesday I was like I'm feeling a bit better Mm -hmm. but you know like Steffi said to me before I leave (laughs) she's like do not work out and again I was like yeah I know if I was my client or if it was someone in the gym if you'd come into me and you said you hadn't been well for a few days what would I say to you I want you to take it easy today Mm -hmm. Set up everything. We were all working out together. I set up a lighter barbell. I put myself at a lesser intensity, and I moved with the team. But mm-hmm. I did not push myself to a hundred percent because I was like, it's so easy to go over over the limit. And when you're do, when you're exercising all the time, or when you're exercising as part of a life, dude, you need to understand that like, not every day can be a hundred percent. Not every day should be a hundred percent. And some days you shouldn't exercise, and some days you should exercise some days your brain is going to say don't do it <laughs> do you know what I mean but sometimes you need to tell your brain to shut up and you, you need to exercise and again that, that it's so hard to... like get, getting to know like 
it's experience, dude. It's experience, and we. I, I, I know yeah. you. You know me. Yeah. You know if I'm opting out because I'm being lazy. Yeah. Well, it's it's kind of comes back to that sort of idea of separating your thoughts from your actions. Uh huh. Uh huh. Like, you know, I, I was going to say someone said to me recently, but I've just said it was Paul that said to me recently uh-huh. that you know your your thoughts aren't actually who you are as a person. Yeah. Which is actually you know one of the best bits of advice I've ever mm-hmm. got because it's it allows you to separate how you're feeling from what you're actually from what you know you're capable of. Yeah. So if you're like, I can't really bother going to the gym, mm-hmm. but you know that going and doing it is going to make you feel yeah, better. Yeah. But I think that's really interesting what you said there because one of the peakers questions was, do you ever suffer from burnouts? And I think you've mm-hmm. articulated that really well. But actually, going back to, there was something I was, there was a question I wanted to ask about the dynamic of all the coaches, how you're yeah. all very different, you know, in terms of the style and in terms of what you enjoy in, in a workout. Yeah. But, seem to blend in seamlessly and when you were talking about uh, doing the Jim Jones course mm-hmm. there was two guys you mentioned that I'm terribly forgetting the name I wrote them down and I think actually I'm going to just get them here because it's going to it's just I'll, I'll watch it back and be like I wish I remember those guys names it's, right? it's got to be Mark Twight and Bobby Maximus that's it that's, <laughs> it. that's exactly yeah. I've seen that yeah. it's <laughs> like Jim Jones that's the yeah, yeah those are the two right yeah. but well well well, the, where, it, are it, where are the two where are the two where are the two okay well. right. There's a lot of controversy in that story. Well, yeah. I'm going to pretend I don't know anything about that. Yeah. And I'll just carry on. But, um, um, but if they're going to get me cancelled, let me know, please. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> but you were saying how basically the two of them, the styles are different. The styles are very different. And in a business sense, you're all really close friends, clearly. Like yeah. To you, Paddy, you know, Shane and, and, and Martin. Mm-hmm. But you're also in a business together. So is it Having that, having those separate opinions, how are you able to gel that so well, and, and is that is that a really important part of actually being able to work together? Yeah, I mean, if we started a business and I was to tell all my friends I'm going to go into business with one of my best mates, the people would say, "Oh, don't do it, it might end in disaster." Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, there's times Tommy wants to throw me against the wall, but it's a good dynamic. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. like mm-hmm. he sees things from a completely different perspective that I do. So if there's a situation in the gym, he's able to pull himself out and go, do you know what, actually, John, maybe it's better if you do this and I can do the same thing and Paddy can do the same thing. And we each have our own... We've got very different strengths, dude. Like, yeah. Is it, I mean, the first thing first, right? See, we've been working together for how many years? Do you really want to? Dear Lord, right? Yeah. A lot, a lot. 16, something like that. Something like that. 16 yeah. years. You do not get many business partnerships between friends that last 16 years, though. You yeah. don't. And we'll be working together for a long, long, long time, man. Like, it's because yeah, there's still things that we're working on for the future. So it's not as if it's going yeah. anywhere. And it's as good now as it's ever been. It's only getting better. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and I say yeah, that full heartedly. But the first thing first is, is respect. I respect John. I respect Paddy. I respect Martin. I respect Mitchie. I respect all the staff, right? Mm-hmm. Regardless of whether they're a partner in the business or not. And that's the first part. Once you respect each other, the next thing is you must talk openly and you must understand what you bring to the business and respect what you bring to the business. John knows what I bring. I know what John brings. We both know what Paddy brings. Paddy knows what we bring. We have individual strengths and we believe in each other's ability to fulfill the roles in the business that's required to make the business function successfully. Are there parts there that overlap? 100% man, there's little bits that overlap and those are the bits that sometimes I'll be like, dude, I don't think that. And John will be like, ah, I kind of think it that way. And then the respect thing comes in, we go, do you know what? 
okay, cool, let's try it your way or let's try it yeah. my way first yeah. and then and then we'll go with it. But there's parts of that business that I have, n- have no part in saying, do you know what I mean? I, I observe it, I listen to John and I'll support him with where it's going because I know he's better than me at it. And that's the respect thing and that's experience from doing it for so long with each other. There's parts of the business that I do Let's take Muay Thai straight off the bat. Do you know what I mean John's not going to walk into the Muay Thai room if I'm training fighters and be like, "Yo, ho, you're doing that wrong." Do you know what <laughs> just, I mean? Just a little yeah, bit more like, pop. You know, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, thanks, bro. I got this. Like, it's, we're, we're good, right? I love you. We're good, but get out of my office. <laughs> just, just a few yeah. more bicep curls. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it's the same when he's doing the online stuff or, or the edit and other filming, and, and and then you've got the other side, which is programming, which me and John are both very passionate about in the coaching, which we which I'd say we're both equally as passionate and good at. Yeah, yeah. But we have the respect together to look at each other's point of view and work together on it, you know, and, and bring bring both parts to the table. But having individualized strengths and understanding where our strengths are for the business means it's going to be successful. You know, I mean, I'm not looking at the online stuff and going, like, why are you doing it that way? I, I, I would do it this way. I'm looking and going, what are you doing? Oh, that's awesome, dude. Like, can I give you, like, my advice on it as an outsider? Mm. And then he listens to it from a fresh set of, fresh set of ears or eyes or whatever you say it and goes, oh, that's a good idea. I never really thought about that. Or, no, tell me that's rubbish. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But yeah. it's having that openness and, and, mm-hmm. and opinions to talk about these things and, and you bring it up and you work around it at the table and but everyone knows exactly what seat they sit in in the business. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we didn't come here to interview you, bro. We're coming here to sit down and we know that you're interviewing us and you're talking about us and you're feeding yeah, yeah. us the questions. Like, I know the role when I come in today and that helps this work. Yeah, like yeah, that. Sure. You know what I mean? It's like that, That to me, and we've, we've, we've not come up with this ourselves, by the way. This is like, this is years of business reading and we've also got business mentors that we work with as well and they've helped us get to the point that we understand how to openly communicate between each other and how to understand our own strengths in the business and help each other grow and do we get it right 100% of the time absolutely not zero (laughs) but we work on it dude we really do work on it it's I mean Valvo 2017 camps don't talk about them John You know, that has been something that's been in my head for like the past few weeks. I'm like, why am I still seeing these reflections in so I mean, it was a good, it was a brilliant year. Right? There's, there's one rule of thumb in the business, right? We've, we've always really had this: is you, you need to talk to the team before you buy merchandise and spend money on in stuff, my right? Head, I was like, so everyone that comes to the doors wearing a baseball cap, this is, this is a good idea. Let's start with five thousand caps. And Tommy's like, are you, are you sure, bro? Like, I mean, let's let's pull that back. Okay, a thousand. Are you sure? <laughs> I was like, I think what you said was, eventually you were like five hundred or something, and I went, John, get fifty, please. Right? <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like, if you're like, Can we get five. I was like, John, just buy fifty, please. And how many did you buy? Five hundred. How many did we sell? Six. At the t- <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's, yeah, it was, it was something like ridiculous. So they basically became fun trophies. We so- we sold a hundred, and then we gave away. Like basically four four hundred. <laughs> basically, if you completed a really tough workout, you yeah. got a cap. They became trophies. But I, I see. There you go. And if you they became trophies, if you collected ten, you unlocked a secret bonus level. Yeah, and that's how we write. No, like we. But like, it did. It became like a fun trophy, and it was yeah. like that kind of reminder that you don't, don't listen to John right. when John's. Yeah, you don't get it right. <laughs> no, yeah, you don't get it right you all the time, and you make mistakes. Like we could, I mean, like see savagely brutal and be like, pay that money back to the business. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that? Like that doesn't. That's not how a partnership works. That's like, dude, that was a, that was way off. Now we know, and now we're going to mock you for the next three years and give these <laughs> things out as fun trophies. And that's you know that's how we work. Yeah. But I mean, that's you know when you talk about the respect factor, it's so interesting because of the fact that people are so unable to put their ego aside and and actually you know because I think being that open and having that level of respect mm. takes a lot of self awareness and a lot of 
security in yourself, you know, yeah. because there isn't any insecure person that's having that dynamic with you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So actually, the fact that you're both working on yourselves as individuals yeah. makes it so much easier to be a good pair together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think a lot of people take that element of respect and they don't realise that it, it's not, you don't just get it, it comes from what you see, because I think a lot of what you respect for each other comes from is the, the fact that you're both living, like, life to the way that you, you know, you both have very similar sort of ideas of the way that you want to live life and you're both very on the ball with how you feel about yourselves, yeah. which makes it easier to communicate with each other. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I think that you don't really see that, especially in, in Scotland, in Glasgow, with a very toxic sort of environment of... Yeah, I'd say so, man. I'd say it's a very negative environment. Like, I, I mean, I love Scotland. I love, I love Glasgow as Me well. Me too. Right? I love, you know. But I do think it's a, there is a definite negativity in our culture where it's almost not better, but people look at you as if, like, waiting for you to fail hmm. as opposed to geeing you up to win. Do you know what I mean? And I, I do think that is definitely a thing here, dude. I, I yeah. see that as well. Well, and that was one of the big things that you, the gym taught me was that when I went in to your gym for the first time, I'll, I'll never forget, like, the idea that this was, the way that you guys do this is sort of the way that I wanted to live my life and the way that I sort of see myself. But it was so shattered by the point. I think I came in when I was like, maybe 19 or something. I can't really remember. But what age are you now? 24. Mm-hmm. So. Still a boy. Still a, still a pop. I mean, I, I feel like mentally 40, but you know. <laughs> Don't say that like it's old, mate. I'm almost 40. <laughs> Well, you know, mentally, mentally. Damn. <laughs> you old. Will he make it to episode 100? That is a question. <laughs> um, so, so I, the, the whole, I, so when I came out of the gym, what I'm trying to say is that it showed me that that life, being able to be like that as a person is possible because I came from groups and an environment where being yourself and being honest and respecting people wasn't really, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not talking about from my family sense, I'm just talking about from the social environment yeah. where you're in, you know, like the whole idea of, it's very, it's very, you know, you're not, you're not encouraged to really be out there. Anyone yeah. that does it in slightly of the box or slightly creative is mm-hmm. slotted for it or you're this, you're that. So yeah. to see you guys live this way and be so, you know, yourselves, mm-hmm. Gave me sort of the idea that actually maybe I maybe I can do this, you know what I mean? So it's very good to see people in in Glasgow living that way because hopefully it will especially when you're doing when I see you doing the younger classes, I've got a nephew that I was like, we need to get him in those classes, like ASAP, because it just builds up that level of the way that you can see yourself for who you are rather than what other people see you for, which is one of the biggest parts of life and one of the things that I struggle with the most being in the chair and stuff like that. So I can't, that's what my, that's where my admiration first sort of started with is and then anything that I've dropped off is I've always brought me back into it. Yeah. Like, I've always had a message being like, why have I not seen you in two months, mate? What's going on, yes. What's going on here? Um, so Get your ass in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And um, I feel like there's a bunch of things I want to speak about because when we first record, started recording this, in my head I was going to talk about how you first met. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's a really cool... Because <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a, it's a really cool story because you were actually going to you were actually going to do a totally different career. Oh, yeah? yeah, um, yeah. And was it computing engineering? So, I was, uh, yeah, I went to... Uh, uh, I finished high school, went to university to do software engineering and uh, realised very quickly that 
like I love computing, programming, like all that was was really good. But the jump from like I did like advanced computing in high school, but the jump from that to university was mathematics. And like the boys will tell me, maths is is, is not. I've always got a calculator just in case, like because I need to. That's been my brain. And I remember like the first day they put you into a maths course before you even touch the computer, and it was like, of course you know all these symbols from your studies previous to this and there was like an equal sign with another line above it and I was like oh no I've totally mucked up here and then what you what you're saying there is like people don't really want you to to like live out with the norm it's like I remember trying like I spent most of my time instead of going to uni classes in the gym so that's how it, that that kind of I kind of started but the scariest thing was turning around to my mum and saying by the way I'm I'm leaving uni I'm going out and I uh, ended up doing it, left, worked in Argus for a year, realised that retail was not the place for me and then ended up, it, it brought me to go back to uni and I went, did a sports management course and then if you really want to know how me and Tommy got got started, I started doing work experience and like the course had to do like 300 hours worth of work experience and uh, during that time I ended up getting a job but I always worked the opposite shift to Tommy. And then, like, I fell in love with the gym. I started doing my, my PT courses, graduated the PT course, got, like, typical typical me, a thousand business cards. I was like, this is it. This is, I'm going to put my business cards on. And then I was like, oh, God, the only other person PTing is uh, this guy. I've heard he's a fighter. I was like, I better not step in his territory just in case. And then that was it. I just went and spoke to him and said, Hi. <laughs> I just took 10%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I no, I actually gave I mean, you my first I, I gave me his first client. Yeah. yeah. The reason why I wanted that story to be told is because what's really cool about it is the fact that, that taking that chance is what led to you actually meeting each other, which is crazy when you think about the fact you could have so easily just spent, I'm going to, this is what I'm doing now. It's too scary to change this. But you actually went, this isn't what I do. And by doing that, it led you to what you're doing now and meeting yeah. all these amazing people. And it's just, and I think that that follows up really well from what we're talking about. The idea that if you can't, if you do step out and follow your, your gut with it, mm -hmm. you can actually succeed. It yeah. doesn't, doesn't have to end in dread. Yeah. Or like, like there was times I was I like, my mum and dad were both teachers, right? So you imagine growing up with two teachers and that you're like failing school. Like that was just that 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 was a tough one, but yeah. I think for both of us, if the last twenty years has taught us anything, is that life's too short to be doing something that you don't want to do. Yeah, like you should you like you like if you wake up in the morning and in your soul you're just like this isn't for me. Mm. Might be scary, but change it. Especially work wise, man. Yeah, I think you don't want to be just just a number. Like especially with yes. mental health, if there's yeah. something that isn't working for you, it's like, hard. When we set up the business, like yeah. we, we we put our life savings in into mm -hmm. it, and we were like, "Do you know what? See if this doesn't work out." I could ten bar. I could work uh, for. I could go back. Like we, there was there, always there's always going to be somewhere. I mean, there's something there's always going to be a job there for something. Yeah, but, we that we we could do. Yeah, but yeah, if I could give any advice to anyone who would listen, is do something that makes you feel better. It's like mm. if if you're stuck in a rut, if you're working a nine to five job, yeah. you're not living up to maybe your potential or you it, it just makes you feel. Remember our first our first lot motto slogan of the boot camps? Train hard, train smart. No, the other one. 
What was the other one? If it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. That's true. Yeah, if it doesn't challenge We had so many more. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of more. Like, oh, yeah. Will to yeah, require. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, they were all kind of in a row. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's like, you, you, you should wake up yeah. and want to get out of bed. Yeah. No, because you, you can see that that's always there's always an enthusiasm there from everybody mm. in the gym. I'd never come in any time with somebody, no member of the staff doesn't want to be there, yeah. you know. It's always progress, dude. It's always like, I have never once thought, right, and you've been at the gym since its first iteration, so you've seen it changing dramatically yeah, over six changed, years, right? Yeah, over six years. I have never once set foot in the place and went, this is it, done. Everything's always striving for, not, not perfection, but it's just always striving to be better. And it's just like, I walk in and I go, how can this place be better today? Mm. How can yeah. I be better today? How can I be better at my job today? How can the reception look better? How can we get? How can we deliver a? How can we deli- deliver a better service? How can we make the service better? How can and, and it's just that constant. It's always been with us for such a long time. I mean, I was like that as a fighter as well. When I was learning Muay Thai, I was like, "How can I be better? What can I add to my skills? What can I get more? How can how can I become better? Okay, cool, right. I need to learn more. I need to learn more. And it's just transferring that energy over your business sense now. And it's like, right, okay, how can I make this better? How can I make this? I've never once woke up and been bored to go to work because there's always improvements to be done, man. And I think that is the thing that keeps me mm. keeps me going in the business and excited and right, okay, now I need to do this, right? Okay, now that's done. All right, sweet. How do we make this better? It's yeah. also quite an like I feel like it's quite an important responsibility mm. because see everything that we've talked about today, every single one of our members is going through something in Aye. their life, their family life, their work yeah. life, like Definitely. and um, the gym is their escape. So like we have like the the best hour of their day. That's yeah. kind of like we've stole that from from someone i don't know but like we we kind of pride ourselves that see for that error see the outside world it doesn't matter it doesn't matter yeah. what's happening in your or life. what's happening in ours as well yeah like, i mean yeah it's the, like, i mean the, the job's not all rainbows and butterflies man it's, it, it's yeah. a hard gig and there's more to it than just seeing me and him smiling on, on the dance floor you know like yeah. out there like um leading the, the audience per se like taking you through classes and stuff there's a lot goes on man you know there's yeah. still bills to be paid lights to be put on like rates there's, there's loads to go on do you know what I mean it's not all fun and games but at the same time we still pride ourselves in creating an environment which is is the best around and no joke like we might have been in the back office and things have been really hard and obviously we're coming out of lockdown and stuff and yeah, yeah. the business has survived and you know we're, we're getting back to a good place but it wasn't like that man it was really hard like it was touch and go for a while no joke like we were like are we going to lose this business mm. but see when the zoom went on it went away it was like game face on you're now there to deliver the best hour of people's day and to be honest it was the best hour of our day as well because it was a, it was the hour where you really were committing back to people and yeah. i and, and selfishly or unselfishly i got a lot from that as well like i love being on the gym floor and leading a class and teaching people new skills and making them exercise and have a great time and leave and all that and um, we might have just had a really stressful meeting in the back about landlord issues or something yeah yeah. But when you go in there and you step foot in that gym floor, Kieran, what's happening, my man? All right, yeah. what were you last week? Do you know what I mean? Like, you ready to smash this session? Yeah. One, yeah. four rounds a day, right? Like that, and, and that is a genuine passion. Like, I, I want you to do that, and I want you to do the four rounds for yourself, and I want you to get the best out of you. And it'll make you feel good. It makes me feel good. Yeah. And that, see, that collective hour, it should be the best hour of everyone's day. But that's something you strive towards when you go in, yeah. and it keeps you in the business and it keeps you passionate. But well, that in itself is like the fight of life in a way. Mm. When you when you when you when you're do, dealing with tough things yeah. and actually being able to say, "I'm going to show up and do this," and yeah. and, and not fold, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of 
admiration in that, the actual ability to say that we're struggling now, but we're not going to give up. Yeah. That you've done too much to get to this point to yeah. give up. And I've had that as well with the podcast where I've had times that I've been really struggling, but I've mm-hmm. been like, I need to keep this going though because I've put too much time into this yeah. to, to stop now. So it's, it's consistency pays off, man. Exactly. And see, talking about like going through how you've met, and it's interesting because I feel like the two of you, as much as you are very similar, I've had two very different journeys. And you obviously, like I said earlier, you're a Muay Thai champion, and now you're both very invested in this. But what's, when we were talking about how I sort of fell off after the April Challenge, mm-hmm. What was it like actually having to say to yourself, I'm going to stop fighting now and coach people instead? I pushed it too long, dude, to be honest. I should have stopped fighting years before I did, to be honest. And remember what I was talking about earlier about identifying as a certain thing as opposed to just be- being all right with who yeah. you are and stuff. I put a lot of chips being a fighter and identified as being a fighter way longer than I probably actually wanted to keep fighting. i just done it because that's what I was and that's what I'd done. For me, stepping away from the ring, wasn't actually that hard to be honest you know and, and I really I, I even I mean I'm what eight nine years out eight eight years eight years nine years out or something like a comp- competition now I still miss like the, the the training camps and the focus and all you were doing every day was again waking up want to get better need to get fitter need to get my head in gear who am I fighting what's the ch- what's the challenge all right cool he's a good boxer right I need to up my game on that and see that that whole thing that whole chess match thing really done it for me I loved it man I love trying to decipher it all and work about my skills versus their skills all this kind of stuff but for me I had moved beyond wanting to be a fighter before I was willing to give it up if you know what I mean like I still identified it and people would always like, oh when's your next fight man know that and in the back of my head I'd be going I don't really know man maybe we see what's out there and we'll see what and then someone would offer me one I'd go oh that sounds pretty good yeah I quite fancy that right okay what's it for oh a WBC belt oh yeah I like those do you know what I mean okay maybe I'll just go for it but it wasn't a case of like I was pushing it too long if I, see if you're not chomping at the bit as a fighter when am I fighting coach when am I fighting who have I got right who's ahead of me I want him now who's that like really should you still be doing it I don't know probably not right that's what I would tell my fighters but like you you get to a certain point and unless you're really, really super hungry, it's time to walk away, man. You know, like my last few fights was win, draw, win, loss. Do you know what I mean? It was back and forth and back and forth because I stayed in the game longer than mentally I wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. And that takes a lot to admit, dude. Do you know what I mean? That takes yeah, a lot to actually yeah, say that. Sure. But me reflecting now 10 years ago, I can see it, you know, and, and I knew it. There was a period where I was fighting, I was probably 25, 26 at the time. And I, I, I mate, you, you had to shot me. Like I, w- I was going in the ring to win and I was and, and I had a clear game plan and my first goal was Scottish champion, first goal. And that's all I wanted and I would fight anyone in those Scottish rankings to get that goal. And then I got that and I reevaluated. and I was like, right, I want that now. And then when you get your next challenge, British champion, whatever it was, I even, mate, I even managed to wingle myself into world rankings for, for some crazy reason, do you know what I mean? Just based on skill because I, I didn't have the, 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 the record for it. I didn't have as many fights as other people in it, but mm-hmm. I, I was very skillful. And the, the guys at these the rankings seen that and they recognised that and I'd fought in Thailand a bunch of times and I managed to get myself on these rankings and stuff. But once you get to a certain point and you don't want it anymore and you're just doing it, you need to reevaluate what you're doing. And it comes back to what you were saying earlier. Don't invest your energy in something you're not um, 100% in on. I think from yeah. an, an you know out, I mean? outside of watching Tommy, like it wasn't the, the 
the fighting. Like he lived Muay Thai. Aye. He loves the sport. He's a period, man. I did, man, and, yeah. and I still do. I still love Muay Thai so much. I really do. I, I, I still watch the fights. I still keep in touch with all my, my my contacts in Thailand. Yeah. Like I still take fighters over there. Everything. I'm still involved in the sport. The physical, the physicality of it, though, it left me before the love of the sport did. Like getting into a ring, and like I mean, did. Play sparring, right? I'll play sparring. I absolutely love it. And I'm kicking and blocking and doing all this kind of stuff. But see, being in the mindset of walking in and stepping through the ropes and over the ropes, I should say, in Muay Thai, um, you're in there to hurt someone. Yeah, yeah. Regardless, you're in there to, to fight someone and hurt them. And Muay Thai is a very physically brutal sport. You know, elbows, kicks, knees, clinching, everything, man. It's vicious, you know. You need to be in the mind frame of like, I will do whatever it takes to win this fight. See, once that changes, and I had that for a while. There was a there was a time when I had that. I mean, I'd literally stand in front of anyone at a time and I'd fight. Do you know what I mean? Like throw down elbows, knees, whatever it was. I, I will go, I will go, I will go. But see, once you 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 fulfill that part of your life and you don't want it anymore, don't get in the ring. Don't go over the ropes. And I, I recognised that too late. I, I knew it. I was, it was in the back of my head. I knew it. Do you know what I mean? I knew it. Kind of like I'd mentally left it behind me. But at the point where I was like, yeah, I'm... I'm I'm, I'm okay, I'm good. Yeah. I've, I've done enough. I've really enjoyed my time as a fighter. And I was getting a lot. See, in the last few years, I was still competing, dude. I was training a lot of fighters. I already had a stable. I had a lot of experience. I trained other world champions. I trained British champions, European champions. Guys that had fought beyond the level I had, and I had trained them. So I was already getting a lot of the gratification of Muay Thai through external sources. I didn't really feel like I needed the fighting anymore. And to be honest with you, dude, I didn't want it mess people up I was going to use the effort there but I, but I, I genuinely didn't I, I achieved enough and I was really happy with my performances in the sport and what I'd achieved and the people I'd met and the things I was doing I was happy and see to get in the ring and have, have those feelings but still be faced, faced with the same physical challenge of a fight where the bell goes and it's on like that that's something you really need to have internally dude and if you don't have it that's, that's just time to step away easy as that so to answer your question, it was an easy decision to make, but a very hard decision to come to terms with, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, you put that really well there. I, I can't, it's, it's, it takes a lot to admit that. And also, see, when you don't have that anymore, yeah. the person you're fighting does. I mean, I, 100%. That, that's, what's, that's what kind of puts you, you know, when you realise that when, you, when you're doing Muay Thai or mm -hmm. any sort of combat sport, yeah. it's not, you know, it's not just a regular sport. It's, yeah. You're putting your life at risk every time you have a fit like that. Yeah. So if you're not 100% being like, I need to go for this, yep. that person is and they could take yeah, and you. You're, and you're more willing to get hurt. You're more, um, yeah, more, likely to get get hurt, hurt, yeah. more likely to get hurt. Dude. If you, you really get, are, man. Eh? That kind of, going in with that, you could you could be one punch away for your whole life changing. And yeah. that's, what's, that's what the danger is from carrying on too long. Yeah. Enough. But the way you put it is great. And see, one of the questions I got last night was, mm. um, for somebody you know, and he said... Who's who's the best looking Muay Thai coach outside of Tommy and Martin? So, the space guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe not the most humble, but. <laughs> but the reason why I bring it up. These are handsome lads. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's almost annoying. Yeah. Because he knows it. Because <laughs> he knows it, but um, but he's a good guy. Spencer, <laughs> mine's well, a handsome lad too. I mean, well, Spencer's definitely Spencer. Spencer, Spencer knows it more. Martin's, Martin's more humble. Martin's about cool, it. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Martin's more humble. Martin's too busy playing Pokemon to realize it. Yeah, yeah. He's, it's because he's been in a relationship for so long. With Lucy. Yeah. He's, he's 
that kind of sediment's not there as much. Spencer's like just ready to go. Young, single, and ready to mingle. Um, and I would say him and me both, by the way, just anyone listening. <laughs> but um, <laughs> throwing the phone number out there, like <laughs> the reason why I, I mentioned that though is that now that you're actually coaching and it's I, I so seeing a guy like Spencer mm-hmm. and guys like Brian, but but the reason why I mentioned Spencer particularly is that he's moving into coaching now. Yeah. And he's not entirely sure what he's doing yet in terms of yeah. the fighting career. So is that? From, from your perspective, having been through that sort of thing? Yeah. It's, do you know, I mean, this is a very, a bit, obviously a very personal thing for Spencer and stuff and things that we've talked about back yeah. and forth as well. And I've I've not really pressed the issue because I think a, a good thing to do is just leave, leave the pressure off it just now. Yeah. Just leave the leave the fight. Right now has been a great year for it because really there's been no fighting. Mm-hmm. First fight show just happened the other week, right? There's been no fighting in, in the UK mm-hmm. for such a long time. Even in Thailand, it's off at the moment. But yeah, it's... It, it's a hard question, right? So yeah. now, obviously, Spencer's had some issues with his eye and mm-hmm. his head and stuff through his career. He's achieved a shit ton yeah. of accolades, Amazing, right? unbelievable athlete, by the way. Mm-hmm. Shit ton of accolades. He's been awesome. He's been on TV. He's collected titles around the world. He's fought around the world. There's so much wealth of experience he's already gained. And right now, at the crossroads, Spencer's at is, is his body still physically able to fight? And once he knows that, is his mind still really wanting it and hungry and desiring mm-hmm. to, to fight more and and those are really personal questions that basically well, knows, I, if you see it see at a certain time those are questions that I, I dare say me and him will sit and talk about but right now it's it's the same thing we were talking about right? it's, don't personify yourself or identify yourself as a certain thing because these things come and go in the past right like mm. I, I would never see if I could rewind time I would probably put less um, stock in myself as a fighter do you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I'm a fighter. Like I would, I would never have thought that because see, once you do that and you identify yourself in that pigeonhole, it's really hard to remove yourself from it. So for Spencer, like expose them to coaching, expose them to um, like training and, and different different aspects, like different doing workout with us. Well. He's doing yeah. marketing. He works with Yokao. He's got all yeah. these different exposures. He's seen that the world's a big place, and you've got lots yeah. of things to offer the world more than just jumping in a ring and fighting. Yeah. Not that that isn't an amazing thing because it is an amazing thing, but it doesn't last forever. And right now f- for him, it's it might come back. It might not. But at the moment, this isn't what he's doing just now. You know, like right now he's he's coaching, he's, he's learning his craft, teaching other people. He's still working in the marketing department for Yorkow and helping do the shows and all that for, for, for that kind of thing. And he's in a good place. He's, he's exercised, he's happy, he's, he's, he's learning stuff. And at some point it will have to have like yeah the question has I mean, to be answered you know what i mean listen i mean spencer's a really smart guy but um, and, and whatever he does it'll be great either yeah. way and but the reason why i've mentioned that is the fact that he has someone that you would experience to lean on like that yeah and that then that must be satisfying for you to relay that but also yeah. difficult to see somebody go through a situation like that yeah, where yeah. It's different you for him as well. it's different as well for him because essentially like, the difference for example for me and for him right I got through it and I passed it and I was like, I'm done with it. And I could put it in a box, I could leave it. And I could be like, I'm cool. Yeah, I, that, that was good fun. That was great while it lasted and I had a great time and I learned a lot about fighting, a lot about myself, a lot about like what I really want to do with my life and what who I really see myself as a person, right? Spencer got injured and he got it taken away from him. So it's a, it's a different situation yeah. and, and I'll help him through it the best I can. But with the injury, we really need to get the bottom of what that injury is. And then where that leads in the future you know but the injury itself that he suffered we still not got to the very bottom of it which still 
leaves all these other questions pulling about. But the most important thing just now that we always tell them, it's like, listen, health before everything, right? Mm. Because see, at the end of the day, like I've, I've got this big thing and I say this again to all the fighters. At one point, you're going to be 60 mm. and you're going to be sitting in a chair and it's just you. Crowds are gone. People telling you you're awesome when you're fighting, can I have a ticket, are gone. It's you, your brain, sitting down by yourself, right? So if, for example, right, whether it's brain trauma or eye problem or something, you don't want to push that too much. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and then regret not. it when you're 50 and 60, right? Where if you lose your sight or something happens, it could have been preventable. So the first things first is you get to the bottom of the injury. You see what's actually going on and you make the best decision based on your health. Because hmm. that's the most yeah. important thing, your right? Health is your health. Word, right? That's you don't have health, everything else comes around it, right? Nothing else really matters. I'm sure every multi-millionaire in the world that gets really, really ill would swap their money for, for health, right? Mm. Not that they can't buy you good health care, but, <laughs> but you, you know what I mean. You know what yeah. I mean? Like for me, with, with with him, I just want to keep him in a good place just now, make sure he's happy and, and then enjoying new experiences and stuff, getting to the bottom of this injury and then see once he gets to the bottom of this injury, it might come back and be like, full bill of health, you're all good. What do you want to do? And then it's a case of, bro, you want to do this? You want to go yeah. make another run at this fight and stuff? I'll train you, no problem. But until you get to the bottom of the health stuff, yeah. I'm a health first guy. And that's the only way to be, I think. It's, but it's really good that he has that kind of person that can say that and be able to have that kind of conversation with him. It comes back to the whole community of it all. And, you know, looking at all your fighters, like, for example, Brian, yeah. and Virginia, he, how do you, how do you then, if you have a fighter that, that doing really well and he loses a fight yeah how do you then pick them yeah, up from like that? the weekend yeah right like, so I feel like you're kind of like, like sugar coating it there like, yeah so. I don't want to get another no, one like, listen know. it is what it is do you know what I mean like me and Brian are super tight I've trained them for years dude through multiple titles and wins and losses and draws and you know we've been through it all it's just part of part of the experience of fighting um, we, we had a fight it didn't go our way he, 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 he didn't perform to his full potential Brian knows he's ready to pick up the pieces and he wants to move on. You know, it's how do you pick them up? You tell them it doesn't matter. You know, like it, all all we want, right? During a so training camp, this one we had a ten week camp, trained like hell, super super fit. We had a game plan, putting everything together. On the day, it just wasn't there, dude. It just the fire wasn't there, and, and we didn't get the win. Do you know what happens after it? I feel terrible for him because I've been in that position before, and I know what it feels like. It hurts. You know, you feel this internal shame. And not to sound harsh, but do I care that he lost? Not as much as I care that he feels shit. You know, yeah. I, like I, all I want to do is like I'm just like, dude, give me a hug. Like you're all right, bro. Don't worry about it. Do you know what happens? We go back to the drawing board. If you still want to do this, not train harder because he trained damn hard. Fight better, right? And, and that's the goal. And if if it was a case of you didn't fight well because maybe you didn't want to or maybe you didn't want it, then that's a different question to just having a really off night. Yeah, you know that yeah. probably links back to what I went through in my last couple of fights, where I just didn't really want it as much. But you need to identify: is it that, or did you just have an off night? But see, the winning and losing the part—that's for the fighter, man. That's for the fighter's pride. Like nobody cares when. See, if, if, for example, when I win a fight, right? If I, if millions of years ago, <laughs> during the war, during the war, my day, <laughs> right? After I win a fight, I'd be buzzing, man. I'd be super, super happy. My friends will be happy for me, and all that, and. Like, I probably woke up with a bigger smile on my face than John did after I w w won a fight. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was still buzzing. No, I was so wearing I, his belt. He yeah. actually did do that. I, I went home one day and found him wearing my one of my belts. And, and yeah, it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Were you clothed? 
I was close. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. That time. <laughs> but, yeah, that time. But, but anyway, but like I would wake up happy, right? Now, put that into another context. So I go out and I fight and I lose. And I wake up pretty devastated about the fact that I'm really beating myself up. John probably woke up, went and had breakfast and went and had lunch or something like that and chilled out. Probably felt bad for me. But the one person that beats himself up the most is a fighter. Mm. So all you're trying to do when a fighter loses is just make them understand that nobody's nobody's going, ah, you're shit, nah, blah, blah, blah. blah. Nobody, it's like, dude, I'm gutted for you. You lost your fight. You trained like hell. Like you put in, you know, all those weeks of training. It sucks. But it's all right. Just pick yourself up. Get back into your training camp. And if it's, you know, if you still want to do it, see the people that are all around you. They're still going to support you for the next one. Yeah. Up until you don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And then we'll support them in something. Else. Aye, and then, and then you'll have our support for something else. It's like that's the community that you build. It's it's a support network. Nobody's judging. You know what I mean? Like I, I, when when Brian lost, I was gutted for him, dude. I didn't like. I wasn't like. Oh, I've just trained you for ten weeks. Do you know what I mean? All those rounds of pads and all this time I get. Nobody does that, dude. It's not about yeah. that. It's like, man, like, dude, that sucks. Right, we had an bad coaches do that. Aye, yeah they do like mate I, I'm not going to lie man see over my years I've seen coaches walk away from the ring and I'm not joking I've seen a coach slap a fighter in between rounds and walk away before the next round no joke I've seen guys I've picked up the pieces one of my mates in the, in the shower room cut to shreds by the way with a fighter elbowing, elbowed his face off right cut to shreds in the shower on like down and basically he's, he's, he's bum right in his hands and sit, sitting there I don't, don't know if this is a video or not but sitting like this blood dripping all off him in a shower his coach had left because he was raging that he'd lost. That is just... Second and right. Really Second is. and right. I don't now, even know the guy in like, like, how you... Who is that for? What is the fight for? Was it for the coach? Or is it for the fighter? Is he raging because his gym now looks weak? What, what is that for? Who cares? His ego. Right. You know? Right. So you need to identify what it's all about. Like, if along the fighter's journey, they're going to have wins, they're going to have losses, they're going to have draws, they're going to have off nights, they're going to have on nights. As long as overall, when you sit back and look at your career or look at your fight performances, overall, if you can be happy with the spread of it all and understand that those off nights are all part of the journey, it's all good. You know, because you're going to have off nights and every fighter has off nights and you're going to have great nights, you're going to have great memories. And it's all just, you look at it all collectively, you don't identify yourself as just one of those performances. You, know, you look at everything that happens. I think that ties in really well to what we were talking about. You have off days. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's Within. about yeah. finding your accountability. Big picture, mate. Yeah, finding your accountability partner. Yeah. Looking at who who's going to G you up and yeah. help you. And then that's where the community comes back. I think it's whether but, it's a fighter or whether it's just a, 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 a mum of three or yeah. a, a young boy or an older guy. Yeah. I mean, it definitely all, <coughs> it all can, everything we spoke about links together really well. Yeah. And the way we put that is so true because putting the person, you know, as a as a person first mm-hmm. before a fighter yeah. is so important to that. Yeah. It's also speaks volumes for the whole the yeah. whole environment every day yeah. I think, Jim. That's and don't get me wrong, about. dude. It's not like a lack of competitiveness. Even juniors fighting, there's nothing I want more than for me to win every round. Mm-hmm. And I, have you ever seen me in the corner? Uh, well, I've, I've like a crazy person. <laughs> right? I mean, I'm just like it's almost like I'm in there with them. Uh-huh, I'm yeah. so enthusiastically wanting them to win and taking them through things. And I mean, the junior cut. He's, like, do you see the cut he had? I've not. I've not. One seen of the no. biggest cuts I've worked on in years and years, man. Right? I'd, I'd almost had like I basically had like an anticoagulant that James Doolan had gave me, and luckily before I went out and I had rolled it up and I'd had it. I, it was in his head, dude. I had to open the cut and put it in his head. Now that at the same time as sending him out to fight 
Yeah, I mean, it's... I want to win. Do you know what I mean? It's like, right, I'll fix this cup. I'm going to patch you up. I'm going to give you instructions, and you're going to go in. And you're going to win because that's that's the motto. That's that's the name of the game for fighting. It's not just showing up, but see after it when it didn't go our way, it's done. Game over. Folk patched. Right, okay. Full stop behind it. Sweet, you good, bro? You all right? Don't worry about it. I know you're beating yourself up. Give me a hug. We all still love you. It's cool. Exactly. I mean, Brian, we had Brian on, and Brian was mm-hmm. definitely a warrior. Yeah, and he we, is, man. And I, I expect him to bounce back for sure. Yep. And the way you put it, like I said, is amazing. Um, I've, I think we've covered a lot of things, but there's definitely, there's, there's, and I'm glad we got to speak about that because I think mm-hmm. a lot of what you said down for fighters, any fighters listening to this can yeah. take a lot from that. And like I said, it all kind of links together, but there was quite a lot of, before we kind of wrap up, there was a lot of questions, like a couple of questions from the speakers that are going to be raising if I don't ask them. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a good question. I'll be fine. Sure, I'll be I'll be sound. Do you know what I mean? Podcast comes first. <laughs> if I miss the first five See, minutes, so I'm working, baby. That's a good attitude. <laughs> um, because, you know, it's number 50. You know what I mean? We're not here for a big giant chat. That's the thing. Where's the balloons? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I should have had champagne or something in here, man. Ooh, but, uh, aye. So I'm going you know, to get a phone because... You can get these questions. There was just a bunch of things, and we'll, and we'll I'm get. Just going to get comfortable in this. Um, I, don't, I don't know why, but it just feels like this is your life. <laughs> <laughs> there's, I mean, there's, there's, there's big red book, big red book. But um, like I said, we covered the one about con- you know consistency and burnout earlier on, so that's been covered. But I don't know if you're familiar, familiar with uh, Diane. Diane, she was quite New York. Uh, I think so. Yeah, she, yeah. she was lovely lady. She yeah. was sharing everywhere, man. She's seems she was really lo- looking forward to hearing this. I was like, cool, yeah. that's great. Um, but she was asking about you know equipment. One particular set of equipment. She was talking about the. Uh, see if I can find it here. Yeah, the um, TRX. Uh huh. What do you think about that? And if you think it's worth using. I, I I I'm gonna steal from Alan Cosgrove here. He was a uh, he he was really big. He was actually from just outside Glasgow. He moved to America to train, and there's equipment will come and go, movement patterns will stay the same. If there's an, a piece of equipment that helps you perform a movement and get better at a movement and train better, use it. But see the TRX, see a kettlebell, see a dumbbell, see a barbell. These are just all tools. That are going to help you move your body. I love the TRX. I yeah. use it like I yes. think I think they're brilliant. I think they they transfer very well. Like especially when you're doing pulling exercises yeah. on them, you can do more than pulling exercises on them. But fundamentally, it's a tool, and I think that that's. I mean, what do you think? I was going to say you're a tool. Yeah, yeah. Like John says, see if it's an option for a home gym. So it's, it's you're, yeah. you're going shopping and you've got like a hundred quid, right? And you're going to buy gym equipment and the TRX. Are going it's going like, to be. Yeah. Big you're going to get, ah, get a lot. You're going to get a lot out of it. It's a good yeah. tool. It's a, it's a great versatile training partner. Yeah. Uh, very well summarised. And so you obviously knew that me doing this was going to have questions about Sam on the site. Because I think his name's, I thought his name was Jamie, like I said earlier, but there you go. Um, so there were, there, this one, there was a lot, there was a lot of questions about Sam. Right? So I would go through all of them because we've been here long enough. Um, one of them that stood out to me was talking about the dynamic of trading them and how the guys obviously doing really well. 
he's well known. He's quite. He's. Quite, I would say at this point he's a pretty. He's much, been in. He's been in a few things. Ah, he? he's, yeah. he's pretty much a global actor yeah. in that sense. Seen him in a few things. I've he's seen got, him in a few. He's been on my telly a couple of times. <laughs> he's been on a few things. <laughs> and he went to the movies to watch. Um, him. Yeah. Um, Milly Kunis made him legit. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, so what they were saying is that because of the fact he's such a big personality and, and was so well known, is it? Do you feel pressure in the sense of actually, like this guy could probably get coached by anybody, really, and you know because he's got that wide of a reach, so. Is there a pressure of, you know, for him, if he's building up to a movie or Outlander or whatever the case may be, because Outlander's quite a difficult show in the sense of every scene, they're in different, they're in different, you know, environments and yeah. different, so he needs to be in different shape for almost every sort of different uh, genre they go through. So it's yeah. like, do you feel the pre- like more pressure PTing someone like that in the sense of actually having to execute it, knowing that this guy could go anywhere? Oh. I would say that that comes down to ego again, like taking your ego out the door. Like there's been times where I've not been able to train him. So what do I do? I find someone who I respect in the industry and I go. There's times that for certain roles, like like it, like I've, I've taken him to Tommy and said, Tommy, I really want you to work on, on Muay Thai with him. There's been times uh, where I physically wasn't able to go out with him to train. Like in South Africa, yeah, so, so I source good so, trainers. Yeah, for him. I source good trainers from yeah. trainers that I respect, uh, and there we go. So we've got them with a good bunch of people in, in South Africa. Yeah. A gym called Rourke. Um, he like when when he's out in LA, there's there's one gym that I send it well to because everyone has to go to Gold's Gym. It's a rite of passage. So yeah, like, what once you've done a session in Gold's Gym, you're out in Ferro's Peter Vorden's yeah. gym, and like the. I think that's taking it back. I mean, I could be very egotistical and I'm like, I just want to, I just want to train yeah. him. But we get it's such weird, though, it's like pals on it. It's yeah, like, we get I mean, such a good dynamic yeah. that I want the best for him. Yeah. So like, if I'm not able to do it, or I'm not able to deliver it, or I think someone's better at me at a certain thing that he needs, yeah. then I'm gonna, I'm gonna find that for him. Yeah. Well, you you did say that in the podcast with Stephen talking about how you nutrition wise you brought Paddy in because yeah, of his yeah. background, so. You can see that in the fact that, meeting Sam, you can see that he's actually very similar in, in terms of, you know, you can see the friendships there and there's no reason to actually yeah. be worried about that because, again, it comes back to that respect factor. Yeah. There's a respect there and the trust that he knows that you're really good at what you do and you know that he's going to listen to what you're saying. So yeah. as long as that's there, why would he go anywhere? Why, why would he not want that, you know, so? Yeah, no, and, like, the, the biggest thing I would say to Sam is, He's the hardest working. Man. He's an athlete, dude. Yeah. Sam is an athlete, man. He's a he's a natural athlete. Not a natural athlete. He's a hard working athlete. Yeah. Like, like I mean, he's 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 fit, dude, and he does put in a graft and he does put in a shift. You know, like if he's away, he's bloody running or he's yeah going to like jungle gym or he's, like, doing, he's doing something. Like, he's, like I'll I'll, I'll yeah. send him workouts and he's like that was brilliant. Send me more. Yeah. Like, like he's, he's, a, he's he, a grafter, he's man. He's very hungry. Yeah. And it was like right from the the word go, like because yeah. when when I first started training him. He was he was my first actor. I had, yeah. I'd never trained. Paddy, our business partner, he was a he's an actor as well, and uh, he he actually said he's like you need to be careful here. Like um, actors are they're, they're a weird bunch. They might not want to work hard, but when I get down there, it was the complete opposite. Yeah. Like we went we went for coffee. We discussed the role that uh, he had. We discussed the timeline that we had, and then it was like right. We finished our first gym session. Yeah. I taught him some stuff, and I was arranging when I was going to see him next. Yeah. And he's like, "Tonight." 
and that was it. Like right there, like on that day, I knew, all right, this guy's hungry. Uh, like he, he, he wants to give everything for this role. And then we've seen that across all his roles. Uh, like whether it's a an SES, yeah. whether it's a com like a romantic comedy, whether it's Outlander, whether it's just in his business, he's hungry. Yeah, man. He's, he'll, he'll graft in every aspect yeah. of his life. Huh? Whether yeah. it's in the gym, at the movies, for the TV programme, yeah. whiskey business. He's a grafter, dude. He just, he just works hard, man. Yes, he's, like, I, I actually sometimes I like, how do you fit so much in here? When do you sleep? Uh, when do you sleep, dude? <laughs> you know, like, when do you sleep? No. I think as well, like, so was, like, when you started training him, it was before Outlander, so it, yeah, it was like, Sam was famous back then and he was still finding his feet with the show and building his name and he'd done some stuff on stage and I mean, when I when I met him, I'd never heard Outlander and stuff like that. And we just got to I'd got to know him through John training him, and it was just uh, was I didn't know boys. he was on telly. It was just like, oh, hey Sam, how's it going, bro? And we all just struck up a friendship, and like, it's not. I think it's different. It's not like we get introduced to an actor at the peak of his fame, and it's like it comes in the room and he's got a gravitas. It's Sam. We've known him for so long, dude. He's just. He's yeah. going to come in and he's going to talk some shit about Valbo and me. Like, the banter will go back and forth. He's mean? never it's... going to be on time. Yeah, yeah. Not well, for you anyway. We, yeah. have some, we have something going on in this Well, actually, yeah. I've noticed that if, yeah. if I'm not training him, Tommy's on training him. He's always early for Tommy. I, <laughs> I think he does it just to noise him up. Yeah, I think <laughs> like so. A general banter. But you, do you know what I mean, though? It's like yeah, a different. He's like, one of the boys. Aye, mate. Thing. Aye. There's a friendship there. And, like, I mean, we come Wait. up to yours for dinner. We'll go around to his for a coffee or something. It's like there's there's, there's a friendship there before anything else. Don't get me wrong. We'll it, we'll have some tough love with him. Sometimes, like if we think we need he needs to rein it in a wee bit or do a wee bit yeah. more or something, or there's a deadline here for the, for yeah. this role, then we will. And if he doesn't listen to me, I'll just send the big guy around. To you, yeah. you know what I mean? Like pull through and be like, look, dude, like you, you need to get your shit together. So like there's, there's there is weeks away, and it's like you need to look at this as a performance thing. Like if it was a fighter, it'd be the yeah. same thing. Be like, bro, you've got six weeks. And if they're not pulling the guy, you get four weeks now. You need to pull. Mm -hmm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like and there is that element of that as well. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean that that works for for him. It may not uh, work for other people, mm -hmm. but yeah. yeah, he like he doesn't take offense to that. Nah. He's like, do you know what? Right, okay, I'm going to do this, and it makes him hungrier. It makes yeah. him want want it more. Well, that's kind of why it works though, because if he was like at the peak of his fame, and and you know you been like a lot of personal trainers might say, I don't want to tell this guy that he needs mm -hmm. to do more work. You know, or, or whatever the case may be, if you're seeing something that he's working towards and he has a certain yeah. amount of time, you know, having that friendship allows you to be like, no, I don't yeah. care if you're a big movie star, you need to, you need to put the graft in yeah. here to get this done, so that's I mean, You know what he's capable of yeah. as well, I mean, yeah. when you train someone for that long, you know what they're capable of, you, you know how many hours they should be training and yeah. when you're going to overtrain them and or how they need to pull their shit together and bring it back and maybe lose a couple of percentage body fat for a scene or whatever it is like John knows him inside and out now he's trained him for so long you know it's the, the relationship is very different so yeah, yeah. It, and yeah it, it just comes comes back to just how hard a worker he is but yeah Sam is uh, I, I would say we were very fortunate like that could have gone he, he could have not had any interest in training whatsoever and that would have been a really hard gig so I, I'm actually, like, yeah, like we're actually very fortunate yeah. that he is hungry and that he wants he wants to like if I give him a, like say there's something new that I haven't taught him and we're teaching him it today he's like cool right okay why do you do that or what's the reason yeah. behind it he wants to know about it and then he wants to mm -hmm. beat you at it and then he wants to beat you at it <laughs> yeah, sometimes well you've seen, you've actually seen you've been able to see that drive take him from where he was to where he is now so uh, yeah. it's you know the proofs and the results yeah. really. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the biggest thing I could say about him, just as we're talking about it, the, you know, during that whole April thing, 
he <clears throat> came up to me a few times just to just to just to see how I was doing and yeah. say good luck and stuff like that. For a for a guy to be that kind of you know, you can see that you see that when he's in the gym, he cares. He's not yeah. got, he's not he's not got the ego. He just he's the same as any of the rest of you, and that's what's really mm. cool about it. That's the biggest the biggest compliment I could give him is that you know he doesn't act like he's like he's a superstar. Aye. At the end of yeah. the day, when he walks in the gym, and I, I hope he realizes that he's he's not a unique snowflake. He, he's 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 one I of the boys. He's gonna <laughs> he's he's gonna work hard, and uh, we we I will treat him the way I treat Tommy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll I'll give him respect, um, but I'll still I'll, I'll still push him. Mm-hmm. And it does it doesn't matter if you're a, a, a superstar or a, like a, a world ranked fighter. Like Spencer yeah. Spencer's the same. He's like he'll come in, he'll train with the boys. You know, he's just he's just one one of the boys. Totally, man, and I think that the Peacocks should be happy. And if we wrap up just soon, I should be able to get to this game in time. <laughs> Hopefully, we, we, um, we won't say what team that is, probably. Well, you know, everyone knows. I think everyone knows. <laughs> you know, what I mean, I, you know, if, if if people if people don't like you for it, I don't care. See <laughs> 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 what I am, you know what I mean? But um, no, the, oh, there's not other for me about it. But I'll, I'll get back to that soon. Listen to. This has been a lot of fun talking to you guys, and I think, you know, from your perspective, how does it? You'll get it. You under, understand. It's Connor because he's coming to give me. But anyway, the how how does this compare to the first one? Do you think I've improved? Oh, like, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that you had to improve, but I think like just everything you've done is the same iteration as what we did. Like when we started the gym, this yeah. is our fifth, yeah, fifth or sixth iteration. You've evolved well, evolved, yeah. evolved well, mate. Yeah, and the thing is, it'll just keep evolving. Aye. Like I don't think we'll ever get to the stage where this is perfect. We're ju- we're not going to change anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's it's the same way that I view this, and a lot of the reasons why I view it like this is the, the mentality that you've helped me gain. So you know, everyone in this room has played a big part in me being able to progress this the way I have, and. And it's exciting because you want to be able to make a difference. You want to be able to, I want to, I, I just want to make it, see when I was young, I've always been in a wheelchair. And when I say young, I'm obviously still, you know, I'm younger than Tommy. But, what I mean is that I wanted to show anyone any obstacle that they had to deal with, that they could overcome it and, and, do you know, I did a podcast with Chris Toll the other week. Yeah, that's a ICW wrestler. He, he also has a disability. And he asked me the question, are you proud of yourself? And it was weird because it was a big delay for me because I, my first thought was no. Because I'm so focused on what's not... I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't want to talk about this. Also, just because I was not, I've not been in the best of places. So having somebody ask you that question, it kind of hits you differently. Mm. But... See, coming here today, plan planning this podcast and stuff, you start realizing like fifty episodes, like a yeah. year of. It's a milestone. Yeah. It's yeah. it's just weird because there's been a lot of ups and downs and a lot of a lot of things that I've went through to kind of overcome to still be doing it, and I look at it and I go, proud you know, coaches. <laughs> it's just it's amazing because I look at it, I go, I've actually dealt with all that, and now I can just play on and make this into something really. Hopefully, bigger and better as we go on. Yeah. And I'll see is Well, the, I mean, the thing is, is it, is it bigger and better right now than it was 50 ago? 100%. You know? <laughs> there, there's your answer there, dude. You know, so it's, it's just... It's, progress, isn't it? 
I'm I'm excited because I hope that it can I hope that it can be something that someday some way in a wheelchair can look yeah. at and be like I can do that. Do you know? What yeah. I mean? That's really what it's all about. And yeah. so I'm you know I'm really grateful for what the help you guys gave me. And if you didn't do that at the start, I probably wouldn't have had the ammunition to yeah. continue the way that I have. Yeah. So yeah. I can't thank you enough for it. And I'll see you episode hundred. Why you zero? Yeah, <laughs> and we are thankful for the opportunity. To come yeah, back. no, yeah. thank you. And be yeah. a part of it. It's I'm I'm I'm, I'm really delighted to face to see how it's evolved, you know, and to be. I, love it. I can't wait to number hundred when we actually do get a bottle of champagne. I and know. Oh, there will be. There will definitely. Yeah. Be. Do we get loungers? You think this is the way to get to hundred, man? You've been a space. People will get picked up. Yeah. Yeah. Nice flown down. Yeah. But is there anything you guys want to? Plug in anything to all, like just in general. Work before, hard. Before we wrap up. What, yeah. what was our old models? Oh god. Train hard, train smart, willpower requires. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, like we're just happy to be nah, here. We're, we're, yeah, yeah, we're happy to be here, man. Brilliant, and again, I really appreciate you making the time and doing this, man. It's been a lot of fun. Peace. Pleasure. Peace out. Pleasure. Pleasure. Drop. Drop the mic. <laughs>